The recorder's going, so that's all here. Chini's here and Duke's here at the beginning of the show. Oh, hang, hang, one more thing. Hang on one second. How are you anyway? I'm all right. I'm all right. All right, I'm back. You ready? Right. Yeah, I'm always ready. Always. Are you ready? We're ready. Let's just do this. I'm eating peanuts. <laughs> Hello, people of Earth. I'm Paul uh, Mancus, and this is my associate, June Diane Rayfield. Hello. And also with me, we have Paul Shear. And I know Paul Shear is usually the one that introduces the show, but not this week. Why did he do that? Why this did he ask that question? Worst movie of all time. Jean-Claude Van Damme must have been taking a tax break during the film of this movie. I want to know how they even came up with it. It makes no sense. I no like, sense. I like literally, I mean, literally had no idea what was going on. It was just I crazy. I kind of liked it. And that part where the elephant, what the fuck? What the actual fuck? <laughs> I mean, what is this Mortal Kombat game? I mean, I didn't even know it was a game. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite, one of my favorite podcasts ever. Yeah, it's it a great bad. podcast. If it people aren't listening good. to that, they should be. Love it. Yeah, it's up there with yeah. the bugle. We yeah. might get sued. We might get sued. I know we might get sued. Bring it on. That'll only bring us publicity. We want yeah, that. True. Yeah, true. Let's do that. Yeah. I ain't scared of you. How did this get made? Yeah. Hello, you everyone. You I'm Duke Scath, and I have a problem. And you're you not do. the host, which is weird. That's yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, anyway. Yeah, you're the host. Anyway. Just to remind you there, you're the host. <laughs> like I have yeah, completely forgotten Start hosting. what show host. I was on then for a second. You're I had no host. idea. Yeah. I had literally like no idea. Uh, yes, anyway, it is uh, 216, the episode number for this week. That's a Should lot of episodes. It is. It is. It's it's Veteran Gamers, by the way, people. Yeah, that's that's who this is. We talk about video games. Yes, yeah. Veteran Gamers podcast. Not, not bad movies, unfortunately. No, we don't. <laughs> Although we do occasionally talk about bad games, so I guess that counts. Like Heavy Rain? Yeah, like Heavy Rain. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> um, yes, this week, right, Chinny, right, okay. Uh-oh. You made me... Do Uh-oh. something this very morning. How does someone make you do something? I know, Chini made me do I did, something. I, 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 just for the listeners' sake, I never spoke to Stu this morning. I never rang him. The, 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 the only time I spoke to him today was to text him that I'm going to be late. Yeah, well, that, that's just kind of a regular occurrence. Yeah, to be honest, if you don't get that text, you get worried. <laughs> I wonder what's going on. Yeah. But yes, you made me do something this morning. Oh, God. Right? You, because... make me, you make me... Yeah, because, right, and I'll explain why. Because here was me, right? I was making some stew. So I was, I was preparing some stew for the slow cooker, right? Mm. And whilst I was doing this uh, very kitcheny task, I was listening to the Overseas Connection, you see. Right. And on the Overseas Connection, you started talking about Lara Croft. And yeah. you said the reason that we hadn't played it is it's sort of kind of untrue. But kind of true at the same time. The reason you said we hadn't played listen, it is because I'd... Listeners, just listen to that. Kind of, kind of true, but not true at the same time. <laughs> I know, but it, it'll make sense in a minute, right? But not true and true. The reason, the reason we haven't played it is because I let my Microsoft Xbox Live Gold... This is what I said. 
No, you didn't. And what I'll did come I say? To what you actually oh, you said, said. You, I, I, you sold your Xbox. You didn't. Yeah, well, I, as that was not the case. That wasn't the case. I still have my Xbox. Or yeah. did until this morning, right? Because then I thought, actually, I did say I was going to get rid of it. I'm going to do that. Wow. So, <laughs> right, so I boxed up my 360, all my stuff. Got every single 360 game that I possess, oh. right? Uh-huh. Put them into... <laughs> how, many games, how many games was that? Oh, God. I've, I've got them here. I haven't counted. But it was at least 40, I guess. About 40 games. 40. And my Kinect camera. And my chat pad. And my additional controller. So I literally got everything right. And then I had... I got, at Christmas time, I got, they did um, special extra strong Christmas bags at Tesco. You know, like the woven plasticky ones. Right, like the bags for life. Yep, yep. So I had two of those, and they were the perfect size. So I, I basically put the, uh, the the 360 and sort of accessories in one bag, and then all the games in the second bag. Mm-hmm. And off I went to Preston to see EX, right, to see how much I would get for all why this. Do, another thing about CEX, why do all CEX stores fucking stink? It didn't, actually. I must admit, it didn't smell. They all stink. Duke, for you, you don't know, right? But CEX is, is a store, and they only sell second-hand items, right? They do. They do. Uh, mainly video games and DVDs, but there's also mobile phones, consoles, um, oh, and everybody is. beyond the character always has 15 studs and earrings. Those, <laughs> those ears extender things that make them look like they're from a troy. Gauges, man! They're called gauges! Get it together! Uh, whatever, right? And then <laughs> Uh, that they all, everybody stinks in those store. I walk in and it's just a fucking wall of bo. It is true. It is true. That sounds like a lot of But Sunday morning, I went to one in Leeds and I went to one in Wolverhampton and I went to one in Birmingham and I've been to one in London and they all smell the same. So that one in Preston, Stu, maybe you're just used to the smell of bo. No, I think I think probably because it was a Sunday morning, there wasn't many people in it. It was fairly quiet. And it was at about half past ten. By so the way, in case people have no idea what's going on because they're not used to the way the show works. Oh, whoops. Sorry, I pressed the wrong one. Story, story, story <laughs> this is Stu's story time. It'll well, be over of, about 20 minutes. Go ahead, Stu. It is wholly video game related. Well, eventually it will be, I assume. Well, it is at the moment. It's all about trading in my 360. Right, How could it be less video game related? Right. Well, because you take forever to talk about driving there. Well, I'm not talk- I haven't got to the driving there. I know, yet. I know. Okay, go ahead. So anyway, go into town, right? He hasn't got to the driving there bit yet. <laughs> oh, I got in the car. I got in the car. We'll get I lo- there. I locked the door in the car and I thought, I I you know what? I'm going to talk about what Chinny makes him do. There you go. But, yeah. right, interestingly, there is, a, there is a little bit of a sub-story about the party. <laughs> there, there is. Sub! Sub-story time. There is a sub-story because recently... Get about, it? Sub-story? Now, listen, ah! two weeks ago, I managed to get a parking ticket. Sorry, two weeks ago what? I got a parking ticket. I've never had a parking ticket in my life. Are you parking bad? No, I wasn't right. No, I'll tell you what. Well, that's kind of another story altogether. But, but I parked up there. I'll just quickly tell you the reason. I, okay. I, oh, f- right. When I went to the machine quick. to get my ticket, right, we were going to a training thing, right? So I had to go and get a ticket for at least three hours, four hours. Went to the machine, looked on the machine, and I just looked to the bottom for what was the longest you could stay and how much did it cost. And it was seven quid for five hours. 
Uh, so it's kind of expensive to learn. Anyway, as I'm sort of paying, there's this guy still at the side begging for money, going, oh, have you got any change, mate? Have you got any change? So I was trying to ignore him, harassing me whilst I was getting my ticket. Got my ticket, stuck it in the windscreen, came back out sort of three hours later, so well within the five-hour limit, and I had a parking ticket on the windscreen. I'm Bloody like, hell. What the hell's going on? So I got it out, right? And it said for not having enough time on. So I'm like, can't be right. I've got five hours. What the hell's going on? So I looked at the ticket, and the ticket said an hour before we came out. So I'm like, what is going on? Right, I said this four times now. So I went over to the machine and checked. I just imagine you walking up to these items in the room just going, what what is is going going on? on? Right, so I (laughs) What is going on? Exactly. What is going on? So I got to the machine, right? And what had happened was the middle tariff is the weekend tariff. You twat. So what I did was look down to the bottom of the Saturday parking tariff, right? So I was like, you've got to be frigging kidding me. So I looked at the top, and the, the, the Monday to Friday was this tiny store to block at the top, and the maximum stay Monday to Friday was three hours. So even though I'd paid well over the maximum you could pay Monday to Friday, I still got a ticket. And I appealed it, and they were like, eh, whatever. So they weren't having any of it. Anyway, that's <laughs> So, but, so, anyway, when I parked... Well, how is that linked to this story? I'm coming to it. I'm coming to that it. That was the sub-story, Chinny. God, was... would you show some patience? Exactly. So, I came to park <laughs> up today. Today, right? And... Is today's hectic lifestyle making you tense and impatient? Shut up and get to the point! I've got a theory that this is the Metal Gear of podcasts. If we cut out all the sound effects, <laughs> it would only be five minutes. What are you talking about? It would be 20 minutes with the story Stu's telling. So anyway, so anyway, I goes to park up today, right? And obviously, it's a Sunday, so I'm thinking, let's have a look at this sign very, very closely. <laughs> so, yes. so I'm looking at the sign, it's like Monday to Saturday, 10 till 7, no parking. So I'm thinking, that's definitely fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. So, but even though I knew I was fine, I was still like panicking a bit because I'm thinking, I'm, I, you know, I looked at this sign. I crossed the road, looked at another sign. They all look right. So anyway, I went to the shop, um, and then it's like, oh, we've got to test it all, mate. You know, before we can take you three sixty, I've got to make sure it's all working. And everything. of course, they got to test it. I don't want to just, uh, accept any and random. Then, oh, by the way, it was it was the... kind of sad uh, reformatting it this morning. You know what I mean? That's like five it's the end years. Of era, man. I know five years of stuff wiped off. You know what I mean? There was seventeen gigs free memory. Boy. Shit, I'm wiping everything. Like, everything's gone now. It's all gone. It's like, crap. So, yeah, anyway, I wiped it all off. I know, it's kind of sad. Wiped it all off. Everything everything was gone. Um, anyway, he's like, oh, tech. and I'm like, well, how long will that be? So he goes, it'll be 40 minutes, mate. And I'm like, 40, 40 minutes? minutes? So I'm like, shit, what if I have parked and it shouldn't be parked there? Oh, crap, I'm going to get another ticket. So, oh, oh, back to the But he took him, to be fair. Anyway, to be fair, it took him almost that amount of time just to check all the games in because there were that many of them. You know what I mean? To scan them all and put them into cases and give me the car. So, how much do you think I got then? So, I, I, I traded in a 360. Right. 40 odd games and the Kinect camera. And it was a couple of, uh, there was a Wii controller as well and a couple of other bits and bobs. Well, how much do you think I got? I reckon you've got... So, uh, what, what, what? So, in, in store credit, by the way, this is not... Oh, right. You get more for that. Yeah, because I had something in mind that I was going to buy with it. I think you got 120 
in-store credit pounds. Right, 120. And you, so is that your serious guess, you 50 quid? Yeah, I don't think they're giving any money for the Xbox 360 because it's last gen. I got <laughs> 248 quid. God, now's the time to trade them in, people. Sell, wow. sell, sell. <laughs> waffles, <laughs> waffles. Well, I thought, I'll be honest with you, right? I thought, I better get it going before <laughs> while it's still worth something. But some of the stuff was worth crazy amounts of money for what, and I'm like, how is that worth that? Right. For instance, for instance, Half-Life 2, the orange box, eight quid. Wow. Eight quid for the orange box. more than box. I would give you. Tomb Raider Anniversary, five quid. Eternal Sonata, four quid. I was expecting like 50p. And there's like some things I was just like, I can't, Call of Duty 2, five quid. See, this makes me wonder if they're like sending them into Africa, because that's what they do with clothes that you donate, right? And there's all for profit. Yeah. Viva Piñata, four quid. I was like, what? what so stuff, because I, I, I said to Kay, when I was setting off, I went, well, even if we get like a quid a game, that's like 40 odd quid, I guess. I was, yeah. So I was like, oh my God. Anyway. What I bought with it from there, so I, I sort of trade in, and, and to be fair, I've still got 98 quid left, and I've, I know what I'm going to get with that. Um, but yeah, what I got, I got an iPod Touch fifth generation, 32 gig. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah 100 and, 160 quid. I had enough just with some of the accessories and, and the game. Now you'll be able to play Flappy Bird on the highest settings. No, I can't download that anymore. Ah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I bought that, and then what I'm going to do with the 100 quid that's left over, I'm going to get Thief. For the PS4. I wouldn't if I was you. Well, to be fair, it's like, it's oh, free, isn't it? That's an early review there from Chinny people. <laughs> it's free. And and I'm also going to get an additional uh, PS4 controller. So that's what I'm... Yeah, that's probably... Well, why? Uh, so we can play some of the... There's some quite a few couchy co-op games that I could play with Millie. But obviously oh, can't okay. at the moment because I've only got one controller. So that's what I'm gonna. I'm gonna get an additional. I did think about the camera, and then like, no, I don't think I'd even use it. It's just a waste of money. And you don't want the a- a GSHQ spying on you. Yeah, and I, I nearly doing that with Connect. I nearly got Killzone Shadow full because that's yeah. only twenty yeah. quid now. What? The government's spying on us when our cameras aren't even on? Nah, whatever. Exactly. Killzone. Let me talk about Killzone. Yeah, Killzone. Yeah. So I was uh, I was gonna get that, but then I thought, nah, I can't be bothered. Yeah. So there you go. So there you go. I was got low. I couldn't believe it. I was like, "How much cash?" And uh, I'm, I saw he had three um, iPod Touch fifth generations in stock. So I had a good look at all of them. Uh, but the one I've got, it looks like brand new. It's it's. Did you in, rub them in, on your in, butt? Pardon? Did you rub them on your butt? I didn't rub them on my butt. No. Well, I how did you really test them out? I don't know how that tests them out. <laughs> how does rubbing it on Jason Gallagher, let him know how it tests him out. How does it test him out? Don't encourage yeah. him, dude. It smells of farts now. Like, so I need to encourage Jason so Gallagher. So there you go. It was very... See that thing he sent us that I posted on the site? Which... About us freaking at NASA? Oh, us. yes. Everybody should check that out if you haven't checked it out. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it did send us that. So yeah, so there you go. So it was quite a profitable morning due to Chini. Well, you're welcome. And so all you gotta do, messages. all you gotta do, is pass that profit on to me. Yeah, well, right. hand it over, baby. Not happening. So there you go. I was very impressed. I was like, wowzers, man. Yeah, Got loads of cash. Anyway, so what have you two been up to? Anything exciting? Um, I uh, thought I saw ten pence, and then it turned out to be a piece of metal. Oh, just like uh, a disc of metal. <laughs> 
that is a heck of a story. Chinny, you should have started with that story. Should've That's a much it. more powerful emotional story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I, I think that would have been much better. Yeah. It would have yeah. been much better. Yeah. Should've hey, remember when I said I was going to film Lego? Yeah. yeah. I haven't done that yet because it got cancelled, but I'm doing it tomorrow. Awesome. Ah, cool. Now, next week, you're going to be like, no, for real, we're doing it tomorrow. No, you're just real. trying to look cool by talking about how you're filming Lego. Like, so you know yeah, everyone yeah. will be like, eh. Well, filming Lego, I don't mean going to their office. I mean just like getting a Lego brick. Yeah. Well, just one brick. Yeah, it's just, just going to be like moving around in a circle. Be like, look at the circle we made. Yeah. Well, we're going to Chester, actually, Stuart. Oh, very nice. I like Chester. It's I think nice. Lego education is based up there, I Slim. So we're going to go up there and film some people doing some things. And eat some nice food, I guess, if you're going to somewhere nice to eat. No, they are providing us lunch at Lego. Oh. I yeah, don't know if it is real food or Lego food. It'd just be like stale jam cookies. Yeah. Now, or maybe it'll be like on The Simpsons. Like, I made an apple. You made it with ham cubes. Yeah, a shiny new apple. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, land. all the American yeah. and, and Canadian listeners are going, what the hell's a butty? No, yes. they're not. They're switching their podcast thing off. <laughs> They've probably already done that. What are you talking like, about? What the fuck is this shit? What the, what the fuck is this? Hey, by the way, by the There's way, I'm an American guy and he's loud and obnoxious like everybody else exactly. in America. I made my. Uh, excuse first... me, I am not loud enough. <laughs> I made my first game pre-order this week mm. for, the, for the for the 2014 year. Didn't so... we do like a whole thing on this show? About not pre-ordering games. I know, I know, but it was a bit of a bargain. It was a bit of so? a bargain. So? At least you got a bargain pre-order. I'll tell you what, when the game comes out, wait two weeks, and then you get a fucking better bargain, all right? Here, wait, what about this? So, how much did you love Blackerland? It was all right, I guess. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> um, but yes, I have, I'll tell you what I pre-ordered. I've pre-ordered... Oh. South Park, the stick of truth. For the ah, South Park. I got a sound effect for them. Oh, it's on. No, no, no. It's not on. That's from South Park, everyone. It is. It is. Uh, yeah. And I had to shop around because everywhere, right, it was like 39 quid. I'm like, I'm not paying 39 quid for South Park, right? And then. Why not? I know. Then I went on Amazon, 28 quid. I'm like, oh, I'm off there. 28 quid. I'll, I'll, give it a, I'll give it a whistle for 12 quid less. Uh, so yeah, it's weird. It's weird not even skin, skin. <laughs> skin yeah. flint. No, I'm not skin flint. I'm just trying to get a bargain. I am too. It's okay. You I'm an honor, an honor, honorary Jew stroke. Uh, <laughs> oh, you had person. to go there. What the heck? <laughs> That's so <laughs> offensive. Whatever. You can't say that because you're not Jewish. <laughs> so I said I'm an honorary Jewish <laughs> Scottish person. <laughs> oh, Scottish. Oh, now. Oh, now you're pissing off our listeners. We don't have any Jews in the audience. I got, I got, I got. Don't forget that a Scottish person bought all those games for us on Steam. That's right, Epic Scotsman. Oh, that's true. I'll take it back. Shut up, Stuart. I'll take it back. Ah! Ah, I can't say that sort of thing. That's pretty offensive, don't you know? Dude, don't do that accent. It's like a knife cutting my brain out. What's the problem? (laughs) Sounds just like him. Chini, Chini, Millie told me a joke. Do you want to hear a joke? It's quite funny. Uh, Go on then. I got the sound clip. It's good. It's go. good. A man, a man goes to the doctors. <laughs> with a... Oh wait! Really? I haven't even got to the punchline yet. Just hold on. Okay. Okay. A man goes to the doctors with a strawberry stuck up his bum, and he says it. He bends over. He says, "Have you seen this?" And the doctor went, "Oh, I think I've got some cream for that." <laughs> <laughs> now, 
I don't want to spoil anything, but we had an email <laughs> about you being a stand-up comedian, Stu. <laughs> no, yeah, no, actually, I didn't do it because of that. I just, I just remember. I don't think it's going to work out because you'd spend about four minutes laughing at your own jokes. The <laughs> man, right? He goes into the doctor's <laughs> right? I, I can't even finish it. Is that funny? It's a good joke. Look, he says, It's a funny joke. It's a good joke. It's good. <laughs> it is a good joke. It's a decent it's, joke. I don't know why I'd say good, decent. but it's decent. It's a decent joke. Yeah. But yes, um, I'll, I'll tell you the reason as well with South Park. The reason I pre-ordered it as well, I watched a sort of 13-minute 13 13 gameplay video. Very good, How did you it? watch 13 How minutes of a role-playing game? Because I wanted to see if, uh, if it was something I would like. Because I, I watched it yeah, and I thought... Dude, to be honest, right, because I'm not a big follower of South Park, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and um, I, I was sort of kind of uh, on the fence about it because I don't like... Okay, but I, just, I don't know. It seems like role-playing games, their story is important. Yeah, I know. Can... But, like, uh, to be honest, right, I just thought... I don't know enough about it. I don't know if yeah, I like I'm it. I'm with you. So I watched the intro, right? I watched the intro of the game, all and right, I right. completely forgot, right, that it was uh, a game. Because... Yep. Like they they're doing the things, and I was getting into the story, and then all of a sudden it turns into like a turn-based battle, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is a game, isn't it? And uh, it, it it looked really really good to it me. It, yeah. it, before that, I probably wouldn't have even been interested, and I watched yeah. that. And I thought, yeah, to be honest, same here. I'm getting it. You know, I'm going to get that. As as dumb as you think they are, dude, because you're probably you know you like Safe Park enough, and you like South Park. You, you you like um, those sorts of RPGs enough that you're like, well, this is a perfect combination for me. But for me, for me and Stu, yeah. you know, like those sorts of videos will entice us to go to go in. Yeah, that's that's fair. I, I, that's a good explanation. I take I withdraw my question. <laughs> I think the 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 like you I said, Ginny, the the greatest thing about it was it was like watching an episode of South Park. The voice acting, the dialogue, it's everything. Not hard to reach that point, is it? Yeah, no. no. Well, to be fair, oh, it was super. Though, it's like if, it's, if like you played a game and you're like, it was like watching a Pixar movie. That would be something. No, South but we're talking about a high animation bar to cross. No, but let's let's be honest here, right? Most dialogue and scripting and voice acting, on the whole, in games, is pretty poor. Oh, no doubt. It is. But in this, honestly, it was as good as an episode of South Park. Of everything. It was sharp. Nothing less. The Very only thing sharp. that we don't know now is, is the game fun after six, ten hours? You know what I mean? Is it still That's a good fun? question. I don't know. We'll have to find out. And I'm yeah. hoping so. This is the first like decent South Park game we've ever had, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there was no, no, there's... Once Upon a Time. The South Park Tower Defense was pretty good. Yeah, but that, I wouldn't consider that like... I mean, that's not... A story in South Park, no. really. It's just like a tower defense. No, South that, Park. that isn't. Um, what's the name of the guys? Trey and Matt Stone and Trey Matt Parker. Stone. Yeah, yeah Trey Matt, Parker. Matt and Trey. That's not them investing a lot into the game, is it? It's like, hey, you right. know, we'll come up with this tower defense. You can this use one, my stuff. They wrote, you know, the script for it. You know, they, yeah. they 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 was with it all the way through. So they didn't go on stage at E3 saying, "Boy, the tower defense game," did they? Whereas By the they way, did... if people like Matt Stone and Trey Parker, the guys who do South Park. They did a series of little short videos to animate some of the lectures from Alan Watts that are really cool. You should check those out if you've never seen them. Yeah. That's all. It's good. It's good. Um, I was saying to Duke last week, I don't think you would urge any. One of my favorite bits of watching the gameplay was uh, the way that Cartman's commentating on your fighting style all the time you're playing. Nice. So that was that was funny. And he gives you tips and hints, but they're like Cartman-style tips and hints. See, that can be good because that's what they did with um, Gladys during um, the poker game, you know? Yeah. So it's very, very. I think it's going to be good. I was very impressed. So, yeah. So, Duke, what have you been playing this week? Apart from tons and tons of Rust, no doubt. Um, tons and tons of Rust. 
I've been playing with Epic Scotsman. I've been playing with Fumu. And you know what's funny? I'm going to write about this, but so I, I said to someone on Twitter, because someone, okay, someone posted a picture of them up on the top of their tower looking down on an airdrop plane. So that person has built a heck of a tower. Let me tell you what. I think I make big towers. Damn, that's high up if he can see down, look down on an airdrop plane. Wow. So I, he, I, I said, I don't remember who CC'd me on that Twitter. They retweeted it. I was like, Duke should like this. And I was, of course, jealous. I'm like, I don't want to get that high up. I want to get that high. <laughs> high. But here's the thing. <laughs> I said to him, I don't know, I'm a little sick of starting over. Because the servers had to get wiped. Because there was an update that made the sky look better. And it makes it look even better. Stu, you like the way Rust looked before. You it should look good. You should check it out now. It looks amazing. It looks twice as good as it used to. Yeah, and it wouldn't and matter it, for me because I ain't got no character. It works faster now. Nobody has any character. That's the thing. They had to the wipe off. No, the that's sp- what I'm saying, though. But I didn't have one before, so it makes absolutely no difference to me. Well, but you could look at what it looks like. Anyway, my point is... That I said, I don't know, I get a little annoyed having to start over every time. And the guy was like, you know what, I don't mind starting over. It's kind of an interesting challenge. And you know what, he's right. Like, I realized that it is kind of cool to start over each time. And so, for some reason, becoming Sisyphus, rolling that block up the hill every time, it's still fun. I don't know, I can't really explain why it's so fun, but it is. So, I've been playing Rust, and it's fun. I got murdered by this dude randomly, and I always get mad when that happens. And I know I'm not supposed to get mad because that's part of the game, but I do. And I'm always like talking to the person, like, "Why? I didn't harm you. You, you I had no weapon out." And he was like, "You, I wanted your stuff." And I'm like, "That's a horrible reason to kill somebody." But on the other hand, you know what? That's the way the game works. So maybe I shouldn't play it if I don't like that. So, I mean, would, it, would you say? Would you say to the guy? So would you murder me in real life then? You know, if you wanted my stuff. Maybe I should ask him that. So anyway, uh, I was annoyed by that, but whatever. Um, so anyway, I Pete said, hey, you should play on my Minecraft server. And I was like, ooh, tell me more. So he told me about his server, and I'm not supposed to talk about it because it's like a secret server, but thank you, I Pete. For <laughs> it's very secret now. <laughs> yeah, well, it is, though, because I'm not telling you anything about it. But I'm well, making, can, I, can I ask I'll, you this, right? Because... I'll take a picture of the thing I'm making, and everyone's going to go, oh, sweet. I think people will really like it. Now, I, I heard earlier in the week that you'd lost your sort of passion with Minecraft. It was, it was sort of gone. Has that changed then? Yeah, in a way. Because... God, you're fickle. It's, it's better with... <laughs> I am fickle. But that's the other thing. Like, it's the same with Rust. Like, once... Look, there's an end state for these games, right? With Rust, once you make a house and you have Kevlar armor, all four parts of that, and you have a decent gun, there's not much else for you to do. Like, you've reached the top of the food chain, so to speak, yeah? Yeah. Now, yeah. that's one of the reasons I like making towers in Rust, is because it gives me something to do. I'm constantly looking for more wood. I'm adding on to the tower. I'm making it taller. And that's the, that's the challenge, is to make the tower bigger. With Minecraft, on the single player, like, I can make a thing. Like, I could work on making a castle or something, but... Especially when it's single player, who cares? No one's ever going to see it unless I take a picture, and then I'll have a picture of the thing, and that's it. And yeah, people true, will look. True. If I'm lucky, people will look and go, "That's pretty cool," and that'll be the end of it. Ten seconds of them going, "That's pretty cool," and I just feel like, in a way, it's silly for me. I know to be working this hard on Rust because obviously the towers don't stick around, and nobody really cares anyway. But the process is fun anyway. 
So I don't know. I, I felt like with Minecraft, I was like, eh, I don't know. Is this really worth it? Why, why bother making this castle? But with the multiplayer server, I've got people around me, you know, and like folks are hopefully going to see it and be happy to see it and think it's cool. And um, I don't know. I'm kind of into it right now. So that's, I mean, that's definitely what happens in Minecraft because you build something and then it's like, yeah. come and look what I built. Look at all this cool stuff. Yes, and, yes. It's, and that's how it works. Yeah, for sure. In the multiplayer, definitely. Yeah, and, and that I is a big. My next house after I finish this one, but whatever. Yeah, and the and the other big draw in Minecraft is you can build pretty much anything you can imagine. Well, you know, it is like yeah, Lego. There are limits. Sex like, doll. Yeah. Well, you could thing, try. Hang on a second. Whoa, whoa. Because I wanted to build a gate with a portcullis. You can't make that in Minecraft. You you could probably make a non-working one. Right, but who wants a non-working gate with a portcullis? Oh, well, there is, oh, there is all the sort of pulleys and levers and stuff in there. If you really Maybe there's a way to do it, and I just don't know about it. And that's the thing. I'm very new to the game, so I feel like I'm only just discovering how... I'm sure there probably is. There might be, but anyway, sure that would be cool. Well, my next house, maybe I can make a gate with a portcullis. Um, but the big news is I've been playing... Wait, where's the sound effect? I need to make sure I had the sound effect. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've been playing the Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, God. You know, I applied for a beta code, but didn't get one. Really? Because they sent them out to everybody, I thought. Because the game's coming out on the 4th, two days from today. By the time people hear this, it'll be out. No, I, I, I sort of well, applied. They were giving them out here, there, and everywhere, and I gave me... I'll have one if you want. Have you? Oh, yeah, I'll not say no. I will give it a whirl. Um, I'll but, say no. I would recommend people do not buy this game. What? Oh my god! It's a first player, first person MMO, and that's that's it. The interface feels thin and clunky compared to Skyrim. Certainly, that's the thing. You can't play this game and not compare it to Skyrim. And when you do, everything comes up wanting. Everything uh, in Skyrim, you kill a rat and you get three gold pieces or whatever, right? In this game, you kill the hardest skeleton you can find in the first few levels, you get one gold piece. Mm. And that'll and buy it, I mean, nothing. See, and, that, and it isn't even free-to-play. It's not a free-to-play game. So it, well, shouldn't, that. Right. Yeah, it shouldn't really penalize you that much. It should give you money for stuff. The dialogue and the stories are weak, even for the Elder Scrolls. Now, let's be real. The Elder Scrolls have never had great dialogue, okay? Nope. Let's be honest. The dialogue and the story in those games are not the selling points. So what is the selling point? The selling points are the mechanics of the game's system and the way combat feels, to an extent. Combat's never been very sophisticated, but it's just an immersive world. This world is not immersive. This world feels exactly like every other MMO world. There is no reason to play this over a free MMO. Well, even from an artistic standpoint, does it not feel like... from an artistic standpoint, because it looks decent, I guess, but it doesn't look different... It doesn't look substantially better than Lord of the Rings Online, for instance, and that's free to play. Yeah, so it doesn't have anything distinctive enough to make it feel like a Skyrim game or an Elder Scrolls. Not really, and there are some problems because, for instance, in one of the early moments of the game, you're escaping from a prison because that's what the Elder Scrolls do. Okay, fine, they kept that intact. But it's this whole like alternate universe thing. So they don't have to bother keeping the lore consistent because it's all happening in some other way, some other place, some other dimension, whatever. Um, but when you so when you follow this person who's helping you escape from prison into a new part of the prison, and first of all, when you go to open a door, you know usually 
the, the door opens a little bit, right? That's how they show you moving from place to place in yep. the Elder Scrolls, yep. right? Yep. Well, with this, your hand goes out, but it just sort of waves in front of the camera. It looks like you're casting a spell on the door or something, and then the door makes its little motion to open. And in the prison, it's this weird series of circles is the door. So it's just a, it's just weird. It doesn't look like a door. So does and it we, go to then a cutscene or a loading screen? Or does oh, it? No, is it... that's the thing. Is you, it goes to a loading screen, and then you end up in the next part of the dungeon or whatever. And yeah, so it's, it's not like seamless. You don't just walk through into the oh, next no. bit. Oh, God, no. Not seamless at all. And the person has started talking when you fade back in. So half of their dialogue line is cut off. Wow. The, the missions are all about activate this, activate that. And, and it's so stupid because the guy's like, I'm going to call forth the soul gem to release him or whatever. Because you're supposed to save this guy from a soul prison or whatever. And he goes... Now you activate the two towers of power or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay, let me look at where these are. They're just right next to the thing where the dude's standing. I'm like, why don't you activate them? You're right next to them. Why do I have to do this? He's lazy. Yeah, he's lazy. <laughs> and obviously, you've got to have something to do because it's an hey, MMO. you something to do, exactly. And that's the problem. The problem uh, is, yeah. the danger is that the Elder Scrolls will be cheapened into just another MMO and diluted into nothing. And that's exactly the sense I get after an hour in this game. I yeah, didn't enjoy yeah. the combat. I wasn't interested in the world. And to add insult to injury, I, I, I guess that based on like what kind of character you choose or whatever, they plop you into one of a few different areas of the world, right? Right. Well, mm -hmm. the one I got plopped into is on an island in between Skyrim and Solstheim. And Solstheim is where the Dragonborn DLC takes place, yeah? Yep. So sure, if you say so. Got, of course, you know that, Chinny. The yeah, area I got plopped in is near Skyrim, which means it's designed to look like Skyrim. But it's not nearly as intricate or interesting as Skyrim is. So it looks like a cheap knockoff. You, at one point, you have to go down into this barrow, and those of you who've played Skyrim, oh wait, you two haven't played Skyrim for more than I have. Years. I you played, played 30 hours of it. I played, played 20, 30 hours. 25 hours. And yeah. guess how much of the game that is. Whatever, but we've got That's a feel sad. of what Skyrim's like. Feel of it, whatever. Anyway. Whatever, just because you've played about 7 million hours. <laughs> Just because you've lived in Skyrim, like I have lived person. in Skyrim, that's my point. Is that those who play, you know, that if you, when you go into a barrow, you are ready for a half an hour adventure dealing with death, drag core, yes, and they go like lots of intricate puzzles and stuff, all and sorts of stuff. stuff. The one I went to, it was two rooms, <laughs> and and one of them had a, like a bookshelf. And in Skyrim, you know, you can look at every book. There's gold, you know, uh, coin purses. This had a bookshelf. Examine bookshelf. And you can examine bookshelf. Nothing to see in this bookshelf. God damn it. It just felt like, the, it, it's like if, it, you know, when you, if you were to go to a house and you, you're like, oh, look at this lovely house. And you like knock on the front door and the, 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 the wood paneling falls forward and you realize it's just a two dimensional, you know, image of a house. That's what it felt like. Yeah, but, to be, yeah, but, right. Two things. One is, I think your expectations were way too high. Of course they were way too high. And the second, the second thing is they've got to spawn all that stuff whilst they might have however many people, a thousand people on the server right. or whatever it is. So you can't support The Elder everything. Scrolls does not need to be an MMO. They I'm shouldn't sorry. have even just called saying. it the Elder Scrolls. They're only doing that to make money, and it's pathetic. What, hold on. What should I have called it? 
Magic Lands or something else. It sounds like some sort of dodgy theme park in Seriously. Western Superman. <laughs> Let's go to Magic Land. Is, this is just true. Right, on... darling. You want two tickets to Magic Land? I want to go on Egg Timer. <laughs> hey, that roller coaster is safe as houses. Don't worry about it. Put your kids on it. You'll be fine. It'll be fine. The Dragon Priest you know, Skyrim is one of the hardest and most powerful and most awe inspiring monsters in the whole game. In this game, it's just another NPC, and it's not even uh, aggressive. So oh, no. it's just like, why are you in- invading my home? And you're like, I need the snake charm. And he I'm goes, okay, here's the snake you. charm. <laughs> what? I'm going to kill you. He doesn't even say he's going to kill you. He's not aggressive. It's No, no, he, you're going to kill him. I'm not going to kill him. You're you not. can't do anything. It's so uh, disappointing. Rubbish. Yeah. It's just it was it was it was I expected to be let down, but I was let down even more than I expected. Do you know so, though? Do you know when you? Played, I didn't even play the beta for more than an hour. Oh God! Do you know though when you first started talking about? It, you know when you said you'll never guess what I've been playing this week, right? I thought for one fleeting second you were gonna say like a decent game, like The Last of Us. Yeah, keep dreaming, Bubbo. <laughs> no, I thought he's finally bowed down to the pressure of everybody talking about it. What pressure? Well, everyone's been talking about it again recently, haven't they? You know, on a few other oh, podcasts. the DLCs out, yeah. Yeah, on the game punches, they were talking about it. You know, I'm giving away I didn't loads of... to that because I ain't trying yeah. to get spoilers. Well, don't because he talked loads of... I'm going to play it any day now. And barely warned anyone. <laughs> so they talked about way, way too many spoilers. See, this um... is what's going to happen. I couldn't enjoy Sixth Sense because people... I, I, I didn't watch it in time. I waited like four years. And then I'm, with like, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Well, don't let it oh, happen with I enjoyed the last I, was I, I, Oh, there's something I could do to make that not happen. I know. I, know. I enjoyed uh, Unbreakable more because I didn't know the twist yeah, exactly. behind that. that was because like, I knew Yeah, the the sixth sense thing. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I've been playing this week, right? Because I finished Outlast, as you know, last oh, week. Oh, wait, I forgot to play this. What you been playing? Get <laughs> right now. Oh, what better late than never? Better, better late than never. Better late than never. Better late than never. So as you know, I finished Outlast last week. Yeah, last week. Outlast. Week. And I bought Amnesia, a machine for pigs, at launch and never played it. Right, which has been on sale about fifteen times since then. Right, so I could have bought it for probably a third of the price I paid for it. But anyway, whatever. What you get for being an early adopter? I know, no, not even playing one fanboys. It had a virtual plastic wrapper on it. <laughs> never played the bloody thing. So I thought, do you know what? I'm gonna play that game. See you how know it compares. What? Yeah, see how it compares to Outlast. Um, What's going on here? In the moment, it's it's not that scary, really. I'm about an hour, hour and a half in, and it's okay, but it's not shit your pants scary. No, it's absolutely nowhere near as scary as Outlast was. Absolutely not a cat in hell's chance at the moment, but that could change. Oh. I guess it's creepy. Don't get me wrong, it's creepy. You're in like this mansion house. And for some very strange reason, all the beds have bars and, like, lockable doors around them. Which oh, is always good. a bad sign, isn't it, really? Yeah, pretty bad. And it's got this sort of cool aesthetic thing going on where, you know, you see your hand in front of you and stuff and all that sort of cool stuff. And it's very shadowy. And there's all these cool secret passageways with, like, two-way pictures. You know, like a, an oil painting on one side, but you can see through it from the other side. Yeah. So all this weird you sort of like your eyes move with the person. Yeah, it's all this weird spying stuff that obviously whoever was there was doing on the people who were there, you know. So that's a bit creepy. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. It's it's all right, but I haven't it, it, I haven't so far been anywhere near as creeped out as I was with with Outlast. Oh, was that was that scarier than um, uh, no, uh, no, yeah. really. And and to be fair, most of the puzzles have just involved walking around an area till you can find something you can interact with, say a picture, for instance. Move the picture, and there's a switch hidden behind it. Ah, my eyes, my eyes. I'm just kidding. Did that scare you? No. Yeah. Um. And that's that's sort of about the the size of it at the moment. Now I'm not going to say it's not going to get better than that. Sounds like L.A. Noir. You just walk around a room until you find something. <laughs> it is a little bit like that. It is a little <laughs> bit like that. But there is bullshit. Some, there's some creepy weird stuff going on. For instance, like there's these weird phones in rooms that are on the wall. And that and, sounds scary. And every that's time, that, you know, yeah, just, it sounds exactly like L.A. Noir. You're walking, and I, I was using my headphones, so that was quite cool. And and, and but you're walking, Don't lie to me. You start looking, and then suddenly it'll ring, and it is a really like you know very traditional phone ringing sound, ring, like a, a proper ring. bell, yeah, like a proper bell. And then you answer it, and there's some weird dude who you talk to on the other end who says very weird nonsensical things to you that don't really make any sense, like. The orange peel has gone yellow due to age, or something. You know, it says all this really weird stuff that makes no sense whatsoever. It doesn't make any sense. But you, you sort of when you come round. I mean, the story of the game. When you come round, you're looking for your missing children, and they keep on calling for you. So you keep sort of seeing the children, and you've got to sort of find out where they've gone. I see. But obviously, there's more to it than that. I don't know. It, it's if it turned of, into pigs. Well, it's kind of cool That's and it's kind of creepy, but. I don't know. I'll have to see what happens as it goes in. I'll report back next week when I've played a bit more of it. Um, I've also been playing Papers, Please. I've been playing loads of that. I uh, watched someone play that recently. With Millie. Yeah, yeah. I've been playing with Millie, hey, right? The, hey, if you go on the Veteran Gamers YouTube channel, maybe there's part three today. Is there? <laughs> cool. It's oh almost God. like I'm uploading pictures lately, people. Check it out. Yeah, check it out. It's almost like I'm uploading videos on a regular basis. Yeah, we'll see how long that shit lasts. <laughs> as long as he's like turned up on time for the podcast recording. <laughs> Ooh, burn. Oh, burn. Anyway, right. Oh, so my feelings. <laughs> so I said to Millie, right, because you know Millie likes simulation games. She's into all that weird stuff like Euro Truck and all this. I, don't so know I, what, said, I mean, usually you, you look at the parents. If the kids are weird, then... <laughs> uh, yeah. So I said to her, oh, I've got a game you might like, right? And I've got the beta because I got the beta before it actually was like, Look at the game and look at you and just go, fuck off. So I, so I don't actually own the retail version. I own the beta version that I got as a download. So I put it on for her, right? Put it the beta version. No, it was free. This is this is uh, here, Millie. Let's play this game together. What's that he's giving you? Oh, uh, that's a flyer for a prostitute. Right. Well, what do you mean? we have to take naked pictures. Game. Luckily, she doesn't know what a brothel is, so it didn't mean much to her. <laughs> and she didn't but, ask. But what was interesting, right? It was very interesting watching her play because she was playing and I was helping. So we were, she was we like, deny, deny, deny. No. No, Damn, she really, was, she, she really had a conscience. So, you know, like when the woman comes up and goes, don't let this Dave man in because he's going to kill us. Right. She was happy to for her family to lose out by not letting him in. So he didn't kill them. She was quite sort of adamant that, you know, she weren't going to let even if all these papers checked out. Over. You know I did? Thing about, can't we kill off no. the uncle? Nobody likes their uncle. I know, yeah. Yeah. And I then did. you know, you know, the man who comes through and then says, my wife's coming next. So I can't wait for us to be. No, denied. No, she let it. She let her right. Well, I didn't know that. I was like, Psh. yeah. Well, Millie, it's interesting. Well, that's what I thought was kind of interesting. The way you play it and the way Millie played it are totally different. Because she was like, you know, 
more interested in sort of having a conscience and, and treating people nice, which I thought was quite a good reflection on her as a person. So, oh, that's quite. So, say about me then? Says that you're a nasty piece of work, capable of anything. I'm sorry, I'm just trying to look after my family. Exactly. Uh, but the son did die, unfortunately. I said, now, you, now the son's died because you, you haven't got enough money. And she was like, oh, <laughs> that's very sad. And like, I know, I know, but you've got to get... But she's a... Let me ask this, because I haven't watched enough of Chinny's stuff, I'm sorry to say. How, I don't know if you have it in your stuff, Chinny. How do they show that your child's dead? dead. It just comes up, died. Dead. See, you see a picture of the dead kid. No, it just comes You dead. see more of these people you're letting into the country than you do of your own family. Yeah, it's just dead. No, you do, you do see a picture of your family at one point. Oh, okay. Dead, dead, dead. So anyway, so anyway. Like, so life across their face, dead, deceased. She's a bit of a beast on it, though. She is so, like, sharp on spotting stuff that's wrong without even checking it. She's like, oh, that's wrong, denied. And then we got to the bit where, you know, like the body scanner. <laughs> and, like, the first person she scanned was a woman. And he's, like, completely naked. She's like, ooh! <laughs> He's like cartoony naked lady. You can't turn the nudity off, by the way. Okay, well, I, I doubt you could do that in the in the beta version. Maybe you're not allowed to do. It. I don't know. But um, yeah, but she was so she was fine with it. And then like, oh god, what happens when we get a blow? But she was more interested in the fact that they had bombs strapped to them. Yeah, you know, and like denied. And I'm like, I know you see them naked, but it's not like amazingly. Yeah. No, like, it's, it's very. Yeah, but it was funny. Her face, though, her face was like. <laughs> but it was it was a kind of interesting yeah. experiment watching her play a game that requires you to have a bit of a conscience. You know what I mean? It was it was interesting. So yeah, but she liked it, and then she's like, "Can you buy it for me?" Because it only lets you get up to day nine on the beta. Oh really? Oh, yeah. you could share it with friends. Oh, you're on the beta. What point? Sorry, she made, she made like twenty five dollars yeah. one day. Ka-ching! Yeah, she did it. She had a right good day. Made thirty five dollars. Yeah, she was doing it. She was a beast, honestly. And, uh, yeah, every time we go, tick, 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 she's like, no. So even she was inside. And then I said, well, there's another game, you know, called Cart Life. Called Cart Life. You should have a go at that. So we downloaded No, she should not. That game sucks. We downloaded that as well. Um, Did she play it? Yeah, she played it for ages. She was that played it for ages. She liked Cart Life, huh? I thought. Oh, yeah, she... I mean, the ga- the premise is fine, but the mechanics of it are just so bad. Well, never. I've never thought about Cart. Do you reckon I would like Cart Life? I think you'd oh. love Cart Life, Ginny. Hate it. What, be... Do you like? Do you like papers, please? You be the deciding vote. Do you would do, like papers, do, please? Do you like papers, please? I think it looks interesting. I might play it. Yeah. But Cart Life should work. Lot... By the way, I like Cart Life. Nothing... A... Well, yeah. I was going to say, Cart Life's a lot more complex, though. Sorry, I hate to interrupt, Stu. No, you don't. But I have to ask this. Chinny, because yeah. I haven't played it, so Stu, maybe you can shed some light on it. Chinny, when I'm watching you play, you keep pulling the stamps out and pushing them back in. Just leave them out. What are you doing? No, because you have to put all your stuff out to read it all. Yeah, Wait, you need what? To... Yeah, you can't, because you've got to look at your rules and whether they're from the right country. You need the and space. That covers, up, the, that covers yeah. up too much of the thing, so you yeah, need to... I, yeah. I just, during the first part especially, it was like, all you got to do is look and see if they're from that country. Yeah, but do you know what? There's, there's, there's kind of a satisfaction to getting out, stamping and putting it away again, isn't there? Also, also <laughs> when, you call the next, when you call the next person, it goes in automatically. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it, it's kind of procedural. Oh, fuck off. It's, it's such kind a of stupid thing for me to get worked up about. No, but I think what's interesting because you because you are doing a game that's like a job. You're doing it like a job, so you're like, oh, I need to put my stuff away. And Millie kept tidying everything up, so you know when stuff people leave stuff on the counter. Yeah. You, know, you haven't tidied it into a nice little pile, yeah, on the left hand side. Everything will pile. It's like an impressed when I clean up my house. I'm like, put yeah. this stuff away. I can't play Cart Life because it's not Steam playing. Uh but yes, it's uh, Cart Life, interesting, interesting. But she, 
she struggled a bit with Carla. She's like, I don't know what I'm meant to be doing. I, I don't know how to get a permit. Where do I get a permit from? Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. So she did struggle, but she 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 persevered though. She was still playing the thing, talking to people, and then it's like, you're tired now, and she's like, oh, I need to sleep or something. I'm tired. So yeah, that was interesting. And I've played what I've got to say this week is the replacement uh, for Flappy Bird. That's oh. gone now. I've done the cold turkey. I haven't played it since the last show. Before. Now I'm playing Flappy Chicken. No, no, no. And, and this kind of replaces Super Hexagon HD as well. Holy it shit. It is truly one of my favorite games I have played in ages. Say the name of it. It's called Duet. Okay. D-U-E-T? E-T. And it is like yin and yang. So there's a red dot and a blue dot. Sorry, yin and yang. Well, whatever. You know what I mean. I know what you mean. Just letting you know. Whatever. Right, so there's a blue <laughs> dot and a red dot, and you've basically got to guide them around blocks, which are scrolling down the screen from the top. And there's cool 99 cents? Yeah, it's cheap as well. For what you get, it is very cheap. 99 cents? I ain't got it's really, really good. <laughs> I can't recommend it enough. The, the music... The level of complexity in it, the and and it's it, unlike sort of uh, Super Hexagon, which is sixty nine p. Yeah, sixty nine p, which is fairly randomised, isn't it? You know, because it's obviously, it, you know, every time you run through Super Hexagon, it, there's similarities, but it's always slightly different to the last time. With this, it's always the same. So you learn where you make your mistakes, and then you try again. And it's got this cool mechanic to show you where you're going wrong. So every time you hit, and so all the blocks are white. Every time you hit one, racist. Yeah, if you hit it with the red spot, it puts like a red, like paint splatter across it. If you hit it with the blue, it puts a blue. So you can see as it's scrolling down again after you've got it wrong, uh, exactly where you went wrong because you can see the one that's I don't got understand splatter. from your description what you have to do. You have to guide the blue and the red spot around all the blocks, but they're obviously are these dots yeah. constantly moving. No, no, you move them left and right by using touching left and right on the on the pad. Again, it's another game that works superbly with the touch. I need to see this being played. I don't know what you're talking I'm, about. I'm, I'm, playing, I'm going to start it now. I'm just playing it now. Have you bought it? Yeah, I just bought it. Yeah, I think you'll like it, Chini. And all right, so they start off in a circle. Like they're connected to a circle they're at the bottom of the screen, a... right? And if you touch the right of the screen, it rotates it one way. If you touch it left of the screen, it rotates it another so it's you've got do, very cool music as well. I have you have to, to dodge the blocks. That is pretty ah, much. There you go. Right. Yeah. So you can't turn too early, and it leaves the marks. That's very it's good. All, it's very good. Very very good. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's 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 hard. And obviously, that's... no, not wait till you get into the later levels. It goes crazy. Right. I'm playing it now. It's yeah. Very very good. How does, so, it, yeah, how, can... how does it measure your score? Uh, there's a, well, there's two. There's a, the one you're playing, and then there's a score attack mode as well, an endless mode. Right. So on the endless mode, I'm guessing it's more randomized. So I think there's nine levels, and each level split into like five sub-levels. So there's lots so, and lots of levels. So the, the, the dots are kind of removing when you touch the button. Yes. Yes. They move left and right depending on which way. They rotate. Way. Yeah. It's very, very good, though. I'm, very getting good. It. I'm getting it now. And it's, it's constantly moving up. It constantly... Well, yeah, you're... Well, moving up or whatever. Yeah, whichever way you look at it. Your rider moving up, all the stuff's moving down. Right. You, it's like very, Tetris, Tetris very pieces. Ah, you bastard. It's ah. so good. It's so good. Anyway, that... It's like I chapters, can, isn't it? Like yeah, yeah. I can totally... And the music's different for every chapter. And the music's brilliant. I'm not really listening to the music. music. So. 
Um, so yeah, it's very, very good. I can't recommend it enough. And and the, even the background graphics are cool. And yeah, it's, it's all just, very simple stuff. But it's, it's simple, but well, it gets more complex. But it's a simple premise that just works brilliantly well. So I can't recommend. They shouldn't it. send you all the way back to the beginning of the level. That's weird. no, well, that's good, that but each one's waves. small. But they're all yeah, small. That's... None of them are told that long, so it's very. Yeah, but it doesn't long. matter. I mean, this level I'm looking at right here is like 30 seconds long at least. You got to do the whole thing again if you mess yeah, up. Yeah, but once. they're all about 30 seconds long. Yeah, but I don't have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that. But I'll tell you. But if it didn't do that, you wouldn't get the feeling of satisfaction when you make it to the end and you go, "Yes, yeah, I've done I, it." Yeah, it is hard. Buy it. Shut up. It's, it's good. Getting, it's good. It is getting hard. Uh, it does get harder. Trust me. But you get. But you. Because you know where you go wrong each time, you go, right, I know what I need to do next time. And yeah. it's such a quick instant restart again. It just yeah. starts you again. But it walks anyway, down to the bottom, doesn't it? So yeah, on the, on the flip side, I've also been playing Threes, which everybody in the dog has talked about. What? Um, threes, that's another iPhone game. But I've played, there's a free version of Threes on, on the, uh, so I thought I'll give it a whirl first, and I may be picking that up as well. free, no charge. That's an interesting premise again, and I think you would really like Threes, Duke, because it's totally up your street. Um, and basically, you, someone yeah, else was talking about this recently. Yeah, I think you would like it. You have a four by four grid, right? And you basically have randomized cards coming out, and they're either yeah. one, two, or three. And that's basically it. And you have to bring them either down or up or left or right onto your grid, and then you have to try and get the ones and the twos added together and then the threes and anything as a multiple of three added together to score as many points on the grid as you possibly can just by moving the grid up and down left and right and that's pretty much it it's so hard to explain because until you play it because the first time i played it, i'm like i don't get what the hell i'm supposed to be doing but then when it clicks you're like i know what i've got to do so and again it's another hey, 49 yeah it's quite expensive that's why i didn't buy it's it free I thought, version yeah, no. Well, there is, but only on this. There's like a browser version of it. Now, I don't know whether I'll work on your Mac or not, but it'll probably definitely work. Um, it'll definitely work on your PC because I'm guessing it doesn't take very much, uh, which I will now put into the chat so you can have a go if you want is it, to. Is there a browser version? Yep, there is. I'm just putting that in now. Tiny right. puzzle that grows on you. There you go. That's the browser version of it in the chat. So if you want to. This looks like the right thing. Oh, you sent me a link now. Uh, time for games. I'm grading these papers. I know. So anyway, that's that's kind of it for me. But what you're on now, give him an F. Yeah, but I've got to say, Duet has been the highlight of my week. I just thought it's such a brilliant. And Millie's obviously obsessed with that now as a replacement for Super Hexagon. So yeah, so it's a fantastic game. Really, really impressive for the iOS and so cheap. I like this Duet thing. <laughs> yes, cheap as well. So cheap. So there you go. And um, what about you, Chini? Apart from playing Duet now, <laughs> Sorry, wait, I got another game I played called Unroll Me. It's a uh, kind of. It's free. It's neat little game where you know those tile games where you have like sixteen tiles except one of them's missing and you got to flip them around so you can make it look like a lion or whatever. Oh, I hate those. <laughs> well, it's kind of like that except you have to make a little path for the ball to roll through. So. Right. Yeah. No. When I, when I used to get those in in Professor Layton, I used to be like, oh god, I hate these puzzles. I like I was them. Always really rude. Do you know when I was a kid? You know what I used to do. I used, to ta- I used to take them apart and put them back bust together. Them out. That's how I did with the Rubik's Cube, man. <laughs> yeah, just bust them out. That's how you fix it up. No problems. <laughs> uh, so, Chidi, yes, over to you, Chidi. What have you been up to this week? Um, I, oh, let me just finish 
do it. Uh, right. Uh, you'll be you'll be hooked on that in no time. Oh, no, I'll switch it off now. Um, let's have a look at what time we're doing. More papers, please. I've done another. St- I've started again because you know that you know I was, up those videos I was uploading to YouTube. I was carrying on that playthrough, but I wasn't getting very far because I sort of um, didn't start very well because it was my first go, and I was like, I'm not getting really far. It's really struggling to to make because the soon as you go into the minus in your money, right? It's the end of the game. So can I can I ask you a quick question, right? You know, as like it's Just, like a job simulator. Uh huh. So like a job, are you getting better at the job? No. Are you not? I thought well, I was... your ability to get better at the job re- relies completely on yourself, like it would do in a real job. Yeah. So I suppose I am, but um, the the game doesn't help me get better. Purely just um, me being more aware. Of the things to look at, you know. Right. There are you can upgrade your booth to get certain shortcuts. So you know you can press the tab button and then that'll slide out. The you know the you know the stamps that'll slide the stamps out. Yeah. You can upgrade it so you can just double click for the discrepancies instead of pressing the red button at the bottom. So right. there's, there's certain upgrades you can oh, do. The to, elements then. Yeah, there's 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 certain things that'll make you take less time to do it. So you um, kind of learn shortcuts, I guess. Well, you don't learn shortcuts. You, you get shortcuts. You buy them, but you're you don't you only get better at the game because, purely because you you know what to look for, and you you know you learn through practice, like anything. You know, it's practice. Like you you, you learn to look for things, and that's why it's so frustrating when you miss something like so, something so obvious, like you know the sex is wrong or something like that, and you've right. checked everything else. Um, it just gets more and more complicated. They, they sometimes like as it goes further on, they need an entry pass and a um, uh, ID slip, but they combine those two and they have an access pass, like an entry permit. Sorry. Right. Yeah. And like the people come up and you get confused and you they get confused and you know they try and call you bluff and all this stuff. So I'm, I started again. I played a new playthrough and obviously at the start now I like hammered it. You know what I mean? I just like nailed it. Didn't didn't waste any time. Know exactly what I was going to do because there's less paperwork. I knew that like it was just really easy to do. Um, so I got a lot further in the game. And as you go further, there's more things that come into it, more paperwork. Uh, there's also a different ending that I unlocked because there's 20 endings to the game. So uh, you actually finished the game then? No, no. There's, there's there's 20 endings. So there's there's different ways to end it. And the one, it, and you can you can restart from any day in your playthrough. Right. So, because let me just ask again, have you had an end state? I have had about six or seven different endings. Right. Um, and the one that I had recently was I left my family, bailed, and went to another country. Wow. So you abandoned your family. I abandoned my family. And the ironic thing is that you have to go to a border control booth and give your fake papers to a border control person and see if they accept them. And in my case, I don't know if there's any variables, but in my case, they. They said, welcome to Oberistan um, or something, uh, wherever I went to. Because The reason why is because on Christmas Eve, I was going to get an audit. Um, and I just it was giving me the opportunity to bail because I wanted to avoid the audit. I don't know what's going to happen at the audit. I think I'll be okay. But if you've been doing dodgy things, um, then you'll... Yeah, fa- so you've been letting dodgy characters through and sort of taking bribes and all that stuff. Now and again, really now and again, I'll do it, but not all the time. Like the last time, I'd, like they wanted me to shoot... Because you can shoot people now, by the way. I don't know right. if you know this. No. Um, 
The, the, no, I give... definitely. I mean, I'm going to buy it for Millie, but I don't know whether it's a bit too adult themed. No, although she is nearly thirteen, you it's, know what I mean. Not, it's not too bad. You know that they give you access to this key, and you can either have a tranquilizer or a sniper rifle. And so, as soon as you know the alarm goes off and someone jumps over the border, it gives you the opportunity to aim and shoot at the person jumping over the border. And if you get them, you get a twenty pound bonus, which is nice. But sometimes you're not quick enough, and you've got to be quick enough, uh, and you've got to get the person before the guard. I mean, I mean, in some ways, I'd rather her play a game like this that actually has some sort of social commentary, you know what I mean? And sort of stuff, to, something to actually make you think about something. Yeah. It's, not a, it's not a mindless shooter, right? You know, you've got to no. think about it. No. So, um, yeah, and there's, there's, there's an opportunity when you, when you shoot people, there's somebody marked red in the queue, you know, the queue at the top of the screen. Yep. There's somebody marked red. And um, you have like, the, the, this, you know, the, the secret echelon people come in and say, like, the guy's marked red. You know, we're going to make a distraction. Somebody's going to, we're going to pay someone to go over the wall. When that happens, why don't you accidentally shoot the guy in the red in the queue instead of uh, the person jumping the wall? And that will make, um, you know, some money come your way. I didn't do it because uh, I, I didn't, I didn't want to see that happen. But there you go. You know, there's so different things come into it. It's, it's still, it still adds things on. You know, like it's very interesting. Isn't Twenty it? days in, thirty days in, it still like, adds things on. So it's uh, it is interesting. It and by is. the way, just out of interest, um, Steam have opened uh, family sharing to everybody now. By the way, Ooh. so that's that's been released for everyone now. Very so, good. So yeah, so Millie's sort of it's six ninety nine. I think I am gonna buy it for. I, her, think, you I think you should get yeah. it. Yeah, it's very yeah. good. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the only thing I'll say about it is I feel like it's very exhausting. You know, yeah, yeah. very tired when I finish playing it. I'm just like, oh, God. Well, that's because you've got to properly like concentrate. It's a day at work. Yeah, you've got yeah. to concentrate on it. Like, I, I, I'm like, all right, one more day, one more day. And, I, and, uh, and I'm like, oh, God. I just love the whole aesthetic and feel of it. You know, the doom, doom, doom. You know, all, yeah, all this. It's like a very good atmospheric game. I yeah, guess. it is. Considering it's, it's such a simplistic game, it is very atmospheric. That's how it people does. talk in the game. Yeah, <laughs> very oppressive. Very. I mean, one. That, I mean, there's there's moments of comedy in the game. There's some comedy there's, genius in it. There is. There is. Like the guy who comes up and he hasn't got a passport, so you go, go away. You've no passport. Then the next day he comes again and he's got one that's clearly been done with you a see crayon. Him, see him all the time. It keeps coming back, and every time he hasn't got the right. Yes, he he's got this whole <laughs> so like, subplot going on. Yes. He comes back and he he turns out he's this like big smuggler. Guy and he and you, sometimes he sometimes he comes through and he's fine, um, and he doesn't have anything wrong with him. Sometimes right. he comes through and he, he's always carrying like grenades or some shit on him, and you have to <laughs> you have to arrest him. And when you arrest him, he's like, ah, don't worry about it. You're just doing your job. All the police know me anyway. I'll be out soon. Yeah, he's funny. He's just he's a not even character. like that bothered. Um, oh. Also, on the thumbnail of the YouTube video, that's the character there. Yeah, it is. The, uh, yeah, that's, it is. That's the guy that. Uh, I mean, was was kind of funny as well when I was playing with Millie. This this woman came through, right? Who just clearly looked like a bloke, and we're like, "That's definitely a bloke, isn't it?" Yeah. And we're like, "Yeah, it's definitely a bloke." Denied. Click, 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 click. There's no reason this person was clear to go through. And it's like, God damn it! That, that was the m- most manly looking woman I've ever also, seen. Oh yeah, sometimes you 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 <laughs> look. It looks like a woman, and the the passport says a man, and you go um it, on the passport it says you're a man. And like the person always says, so what of it, right? Yeah. And later on, you can take pictures of them naked, like as you know, and and then sometimes they are like a man, you know, like they, you know, they have a penis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love the way even the scanning thing. It's like a curtain comes across, yeah. and then it's like chunk chunk, like pictures. <laughs> it's just brilliant. It is just such a brilliant it is, game. It is very good. Uh, so yeah, I've been 
playing some Papas, please. I've also finished God of War Ascension, finally. I bet you were glad you got that out of the way. I wasn't far away from the end. To be honest, it's been two weeks, um, and I wasn't. I was about 20 minutes away from the end uh, two weeks ago, and I just haven't played it. Um, not because I, I wasn't looking forward to it. I, I really wanted to play it. It's just because I just didn't get around to it. However, I feel like I've worked out why I don't like it and why it's not as good as the other God of Wars. Go on then, go on. I've nailed it on the head. Um, I, I on every God of War game, I love this. Every God of War game has a documentary about how they made it. The documentary is usually a, a few like hours, like, like hour or hour and a half long. It's really well made, really well filmed, and it gives you a fantastic insight how game development works and how hard all these people work to make this game. 70-80% of that documentary was focused on multiplayer. Yeah, but who's going to play the multiplayer of a God of War game? That's why they rolled the dice this time. So that says to me, that's why the single player suffered, was because in 1, 2, and 3, their main focus was absolutely the single player. What happens to Kratos? And don't get me wrong, there are... Really good moments in Ascension. There's there's um there's this snake part where you ride on this snake and it's really good. Um there is um there's a there's a couple more boss battles I'm, I'm trying to think of. Yeah, the end boss battle's pretty good. You know there's 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 really good moments in the in the game. However, all right, there was they, they do talk about single player a little bit in this documentary. And you start off in God of War Ascension and, and you're captured right by this woman. You don't know why, and it turns out that you're on the back of this massive giant, there's like this little prison that's on the back of this massive giant, and you you're prisoned in his mouth. And there's explaining. I played the game, and I didn't even know that. Right. Right. So it doesn't it doesn't set up the 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 premise very well. I didn't realise. I remember fighting the guy, but I didn't I didn't even remember it that much because it. I don't feel like they set the the scene very well. In number one, the first thing you fight is this big lizard thing, but you're on the river, you're on some boats, you see it now and again. You know what I mean? You, like, you're walking along some boats, you're killing some people, and you see it in the background, so you know it's coming. With this, you just sort of start, you don't know it's there, and then you sort of have to work it out. And to be honest, there's so much going on, and you're in and out of little rooms and everything. I didn't even realise I was on the back of this thing. I just thought it popped out of nowhere. And right. it's very confusing uh, where I was. Also... um. Every God of War sort of starts with like a massive uh, like battle, like a huge fight, and this was your huge fight. But to be honest, I just didn't, I just didn't like know that this was like a big thing that I was already that I started. You know, you know what I mean? It didn't set out the the scene. It didn't lay out very well, and I got confused, and I didn't know where I was. Whereas in one, two, and three. You know exactly what you're fighting. You know the context. You know the scene. You know how big it is. You know where you started. And I don't think that happened in this. No. I'm kind of with you. I mean, I didn't play it to the end, to be honest with you. I never got you to the You played end. the game. Did you realise that you started in a giant's mouth? No. Did you realise that you was on a prison that was on top of a giant? I kind of got that impression I was in some sort of weird prison, but... Did you know that that prison was on top of a giant? No. See what I mean? It's kind of nonsensical, though, isn't like, it? Really? Like, 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 the, 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 there is like a mythos to it, and apparently this, 
this Titan was the first Titan to be imprisoned, so they made him a prison, right? Yeah, yeah. which is c- c- quite cool. But cool. I didn't get any of it. I didn't know any of that at all, and I played the whole game. Yeah, but was that not the twist at the end, or you just oh. didn't get that regard? Oh. You only got that from the documentary. No, that's not a twist. That's like you're supposed to understand that. You're supposed to slowly realise that. No, I would have never have known that. Exactly, exactly. Right, and the way they tell the story is really convoluted. It's like present day, three weeks ago, present day, two weeks ago, present day, done. You know what I mean? And it's just like, oh, yeah, God. No, I wasn't, I, I, I mean, and then, you know, as we know, there's been tons of layoffs, haven't there, since. Yeah, and it's, it's and, a shame because I was watching the documentary thinking most of these people probably don't have a job now. No, and it's kind of sad, but, you know, and and it's like, who do you blame? Because it's not the people on the floor putting the programming together. It's the people who were, who were That's sort of steering it. This documentary, there was just multiplayer, multiplayer, multiplayer. Yeah. That's all they talked about. Balance. And that's the people steering, though, isn't it, at the top which, who, were, who were causing that? How it's a new challenge, how, we're gonna, how, how the coding works. And they, they spent weeks and weeks just working on, you know, contemplating, like, how the lag will work against that sort of combat. And that combat doesn't really work online. They have to make it work. They dedicated so much time to the level design, the, 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 the programming on, on the multiplayer I feel like the single player, you know, it just got diluted and and wasn't as epic. And they constantly. This is what tends to happen if they put in more and more stuff, then the core elements will suffer. The, the, you know. the, 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 sorry, the, the 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 focus was multiplayer, and every time they talked about multiplayer, it always seemed like they was on track. You know, they never seemed worried about it. As soon as they start to talk about a single player and this boss and this boss. There's this woman, this producer woman, and she says, oh, we're behind on this boss. We're behind on this boss. We're behind on this level. Only on the single-player stuff. And she always, she never she never mentioned they were behind. They were on the multiplayer. Everybody was focused on the multiplayer. I think what's kind of interesting for me, and this is where the, I think the, the biggest and starkest division between making a game and making a film are. Because if you make a turkey of a film, quite often you'll still get picked up as a director, I guess, and sometimes not, you know, to make, I mean, look at Yui Ball, he seems to be, made tons of turkeys and still gets to make another one. But they make money. No, but let me just come to what I'm, what I'm Look at the person that made Mortal Kombat, he's still, he's still doing okay. And, and on the flip side, but the actors who are within those films still get other roles in other films usually, it doesn't really, you know, they might get a bit of stick and get a Razzie or whatever. But they'll probably go on and, and get another film role. Yeah, it's role cutthroat to make games, I agree with that. But with games. Barry got a Razzie, she's all right. Yeah, but with games, and and then let's be clear about this, we know about Ken Levine and what's happened at Irrational this week. I mean, obviously we know what's happened at, you know, Sony Santa Monica and what's happened there, but I'll guarantee the, those sorts of managers or those people, you know, game directors or whatever, have still got jobs. As we know, Ken Levine still got a job at 2K. But unfortunately, sadly, all those sorts of programmers underneath are the ones who are, who are without a job now. That doesn't sort of kind of happen in the film industry it's, in the same way. There are different cases, though, because what happened to Ken Levine is he didn't release a bad game, right? He, re- he took too long to make the game that he did because we all saw scenes in the, like the up-and-coming Bioshock stuff, you know, where the horse dies and all this shit yeah. that wasn't even in the game. So yeah. what the hell was that guy doing? He took too long to make the game. Yeah, but that but that is not the fault of the programmers who have now lost their jobs. I know it's not. I know it's not. But the, the reason why Santa Monica went down is because they, they, they put all their chips on multiplayer. Yeah, but again, that that is steered by the management yeah, of the I know, game, but, but, not but by the people the same programming. Thing. All I'm, all I'm getting at is I, I realise you're saying that, you know the emphasis is, should be on the manager, the manager should yeah. get sacked, but you know 
it, it, like, what I was saying is like that they they sort of fucked up for two different reasons. Uh, and yeah, you're right. Like it, it's sort of the manager's fault because Ken Levine should have made certain decisions to you know because it took seven years to release Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. All right. Yeah. If it if it had took four years to release Bioshock Infinite, I still think they would have been making games like they are now, or like they did. But two K must have looked at, you know, Ken Levine and said, "Look, you know, seven years. What are you playing at?" But they, like you, what you're saying, Stu, is they should have sacked him for that. Yeah. And yeah, not it's, it's just him. sad yeah. that the people who end up being penalised and losing their jobs probably had very little to do with how that project was managed. Yeah. Do you know, and that's the sad thing about this because the people who were actually losing out in the, in all of this had no control over it. No. You know, they they were just sort of doing their jobs and, and whatnot. And because of, you know, decisions made higher up meant that they have now lost their jobs. The weird thing about God of War and, and Santa Monica is they always change um, the lead director. Every God of War game is yep, has a do. director, which I think is a bit strange. But because um, like the first, second and third, they always have different ones. And the, the, the fourth one, Ascension, was a completely different guy who must have worked his way up. You know, and, and I, I have a feeling like they're going, don't worry, I'm all right, I've still got my job. Sorry for all you guys down lower down there, never mind. See you all later, hope you get another job somewhere. <laughs> it's a shame as well, because Santa Monica was meant to be working on a, a sci-fi uh, yeah. game. Well, that's probably still happening just with a smaller team, isn't it? Because they've not closed down oh, altogether. They've confirmed that, that they've cancelled that sci-fi game. Now. Have they? Oh, I didn't realise that. I knew that they'd sort of downsized, but I didn't realise they'd, they'd cancelled that altogether. Anyway, I guess that's the end. I got to tell you all about this. Uh, I'm grading papers. I have a, I'm, my students have to create a character and then answer 20 questions about them. And this one student wrote, <clears throat> the question is, what makes your character angry? And he wrote, it makes him angry when people camp in Call of Duty. <laughs> nice. That kid gets an oh, A. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Right, as we said last week, we're going to do a series of sort of game discussions, I guess, because, you know, news is crap at the moment. Uh, so I thought we'd do something different for a few weeks. And uh, this week, it's a turn of third-person action games. Yeah. So that's what we're going to go through uh, this week. So I guess I'll put it out to you two Here's first. the theme song! Oh, God. You got a theme song. I got it ready. Oh, wait, no, I don't. There's an ad first. Hang on. It's coming. Here we go. Here we go. Someday. Oh, come on. <laughs> Swinging in the backyard, pull up in your fast car, whistling my name. That's from Lana Del Rey. The song is called Video Games. I don't yeah, know. But you I didn't even do the bloody line with video, video games. games. And that's what came up. Jesus Christ. Um, yes, yeah, so we're going to talk third person. So I'm going to put it out to you two first. What, what's the first third person game you remember playing? I think it was Siphon Filter. That game was awesome. What was that? Was that on the PS1? Was that a PS1 it was on game? The PS1. It was a shooter. It was, uh, there were some stealth elements there. You had a stun gun at one point. And it was crazy because it was the first game I ever remember with a stun gun in it. And you could sit and fry them until they caught fire. And I, <laughs> sad to say, I did. Like, I would sit there for a, sick a minute. It was like, and the person was like, ah, ah, ah. it's pathological, See, but I did it. 
You see, I I was thinking about this, trying to figure out. And I thought about Dragon's Lure in the arcade, because I know that's not really... Uh, it's not a... I it mean, kind it is of person action. Yeah, it kind of is, but, you know, there's very little direct control. Of, well, there's none is there at all, really. And but then I thought about it. speaking. I guess. And then I thought about it a bit more. And then I came up with school days on the ZX Spectrum. What the heck is that? Well, it was like a role. It was kind of a role-playing game, really, where you where you played a character, but it was all side-on. It was all 2D, and I don't know whether that counts or not, but you see your character moving around, and it's not like a platformer because you yeah. have to go to lessons and stuff. I mean, typically, I mean, in a way, like every game where you're not, if it's not first-person, in a way, it's third person, right? If you have one yeah. main character, or but I was trying to avoid side scroller. Sorry. Yeah, well, I, 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 I try speaking a third-person game. Yeah, but I'm trying to avoid. But shut up. I'm trying to avoid what you would consider to be like right. a platforming game, no, you know, I, a side-scrolling I, platformer. And so shall we say for the purposes of this discussion, a third-person game has to be you follow behind your character. Uh, it has to be in a 3D environment. And okay. follow, the camera has to be behind them and you're walking around. Yeah, because the other one I thought about was Another World. Because there are some third-person sections in that. Because yeah, the one towards the end is. Yeah, like, I never got I, far enough in that game. Yeah, right. Yeah, kind of. But like the first ten minutes going, me. It, this is cool, board. Yeah, hard. <laughs> You're too hard. So, so Siphon Filter, yeah, you see, I never played. Obviously, I never had a I have a, list, really. I have a list of all the third-person games that were ever made here. And I just went wow. down. I just went down till I found the one that I played first. And what was yours, then? Mission Impossible. Ah, that was, and what was that on? It was on the N64 and the PS1, but I played it on the N64. This was the game, right, where everybody was talking about Goldeneye. Goldeneye, Goldeneye, Goldeneye. I was like, for fuck's sake. So I went to the store, and I bought it. No. Um, <laughs> everybody was going, Goldeneye this, Goldeneye that. Yeah, but to be fair, you no. were one of those people. No, 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 I wasn't. I wasn't. All right. Eventually, you Goldeneye. I got, listen to the, look, I'm doing a you, right? Listen. For oh, okay, 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 okay. Right. So I was and like, oh, all right. Five. Let's interrupt every five seconds. It's fun. I remember seeing Goldeneye on Games Master of all things. Oh, yes. And uh, he brought some like army guys in to play this game. I was like, oh, you know, it does look good. I, all right, fuck it. Right. So my mate Dean brought it over and we played Goldeneye constantly. I was like, this is the shit, right? Anyway, flash forward, I think it was a year later when it came out. Well, it tells me the year. Yeah, 1998. It came out September 1998. I remember it very well because I went to the store to get it um, with my mother, right? And because she, she, she was like, you know, yeah, I'll get it for you. And I was like, sweet. So, went to the store. They opened the box. I was so excited for Mission Impossible. I was excited for Mission Impossible before Goldeneye, right? And I was like, fuck, this is going to be the best game ever. Got it. I played it, and I really, really liked it. But then I quickly realised it ain't as good as Goldeneye. Ah, there you go, you see. And the rest is history. Uh, but there was one moment in Goldeneye that, that, that featured in every magazine, right? And it was the, the laser beam moment, you know, in the movie where you can't make a noise and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that part in the game was like, like groundbreaking. And it was. It was pretty cool. Uh, but there was a lot of that game that was absolutely shit. But there was 
there's the, the second level you go into like the hotel and you, you you was just talking to people you know like just talking to people you have to go to the toilet and hide this thing you actually felt like a spy um whereas james bond you felt more like you know just a shooting crazy person um so you had to you know you wore a suit and you felt like a spy and you had to like book things and stuff so that's why i liked it but like yeah if you watch a youtube video of mission impossible now that game does not hold up at all yeah, By the way, I forgot thing. three games when we were talking about first-person shooters. So real I've quick, list, I've sent you the list now, so you can. No, use. that that show's over. You're too late. Quantum of Solace is the greatest shooter oh, ever made. Oh God, awesome game. Rainbow Six. I can't wait, believe I didn't mention wait, that. Wait, 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 wait. Quantum of Solace was both a first-person shooter and a third-person shooter. Yes, and I didn't realize that until I got the PS2 version. I'm like, wait a minute, this is a different game. What are you doing? Anyway, uh, Section 8, of course. I can't believe I didn't mention it last week. What am I, stupid? Probably because you're too, too busy grading papers. No, I was too busy playing Minecraft last week. Exactly. This week. Exactly. I'm grading papers in part because I didn't grade papers last week. Well, well, not enough of them. In that case, I would say then, the first definite third-person game I played then. You look at the list now, Stu. No, 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 no. I've got my own list. I'm not. I'm, I'm saying, having a look, look at, at the it. List. It's a Wikipedia list. But no, you... because what I've done is tried to just think of the ones that I really enjoyed. Okay. So I'm not going to mention every single third-person game I've ever played. but Fair enough. Sure. But, yes, the first one I really remember was Tomb Raider on the PS1. That's probably what, what I would class as my first. And played to the end. I played it right to the end finished it. I never Bam. played those back in the day. And that's also a good drinking game game. This is not, you know, Tomb Raider is not on this list because it's not a third-person shooter. It's not classed no, as a third-person shooter. Yeah, to be fair, I'm just talking about third-person. I think, I mean, I you think do it, shoot. Yeah, yeah, I you think do shoot, it. innit? Yeah, yeah, But yeah. I'm talking about third-person action I think this, this list is a bit like, that would, you've got to be like a sort of a ball-out action game kind of thing. Nah. So, anyway, so, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? It, it also, as I just mentioned, makes a good drinking game as well. Don't so, drink, children. So one night, right, I went round to Feng Chui's and took my memory card round in the game and we put it on and played it on his PS2. So we were sort of playing it on the PS2. Tomb Raider? Yeah, yeah, because it was backwards compatible and everything with the PS2. Oh, right, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were playing it on there, but... Technically, okay. that would have been the first third-person game I played as well because it was 1996 that came out. Yeah, and it was incredibly difficult to awesome. play. You had to hold the button to hold, yeah, yeah, yeah. hold on the so, lid. The game was this. Every time you fell off a platform or didn't make a jump, you had to take a drink of alcohol. You pissed very quickly, did you? Well, you got pissed very quickly, but in addition to that, obviously, the more drunk you were, the more less likely you were to make a jump that you thought you could definitely make. And, and to be fair, the direction on that thing was hideous as well, to get it pointing in the direction you needed to go in to do your jump and successfully pull it off. So... I was so drunk that night. I was in, just incredibly, incredibly drunk. And <laughs> and I remember Feng Chui, and he wasn't as drunk as me, but he was fairly, fairly drunk himself. Brought me home, right? I don't even remember coming home. Damn. I have no recollection of coming home. Slept in the spare room. Was sick in the middle of the night. You in the doghouse the next day? Oh, in the doghouse, you don't even. The doghouse was like that was the least of my uh, trouble because doghouse like like when we ran out of when we ran out of proper beer, then he broke out the amaretto, and you know what amaretto is? Oh yeah, it... it basically tastes of almonds, right? So it's a bit like marzipan in a bottle, and it is gross, right? Sounds... So we started drinking that. So I'm in the spare room. 
sick, stinks like of marzipan. <laughs> Because it's sort of sick on the bed everywhere. I'm like, oh, my God. So I I woke up and was more drunk when I woke up than when I went to bed. Right? This is how bad I was, right? You're quite a jolly drunk, though. Oh, right. I'm here trying to clean up this sick while I'm drunk, right? With bits of toilet roll and towels and God knows what else I managed to find, right? (laughs) I can't believe I'm telling people this. We have some audio from that night, by the way, people. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was like that. It was. I mean, I could have died, quite honestly. You know, it would have been on my back. I could have been dead. So that's kind of scary as well. Anyway, needless, that's enough of that. Yeah, needless to say, right? I went back to sleep. Kay comes in in the morning. Obviously, the first thing that hits was this smell of sick mixed with almonds. Your mind was it like she'll never know? Right. <laughs> my back was got totally away with that one. You've not even got the, the worst. You think you're sleeping in the bed? You're sleeping in the cupboard. She'll fucking never know this. My back was towards the door. She opens the door, and the first thing she sees is my bare back with sick stuck to it. Brilliant. <laughs> and she's. And I'll never. And she forget. didn't at that moment go. This is over. I am out of here. Really. And I'll never forget. Right. The phrase she used when I finally got up and had a shower and washed myself off and everything. And I came downstairs and she went. I couldn't, at this moment in time, love you any less. Well, yeah. <laughs> wow. And that phrase... That was his moment of clarity when he realized oh, he had a problem and he got I help have, going to meetings. I have never been that drunk again since. So, yeah, needless to say. But, oh, my God. That's probably the drunkest I have ever been. And that was all down to Tomb Raider. <laughs> fucking Laura Croft. Blame it on Tomb I know, it's Laura's fault. Is, is that what you said in the morning? It's like, no, it's, it's fucking Laura Croft. Who's Laura Croft? Who, who's Laura Croft? She's a video game character. Big well. oops. And I love her. My mate Feng Chewy, otherwise known as Sean, didn't dare show his face at our house for about, oh, two months. He was terrified Kay was going to batter him when she saw him. He's a motherfucker. Yeah, honestly, honestly, I've never been as drunk in my entire life. But again, it's a great drinking game, and I'm sure that uh, Octodad could be easily adapted for that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there you go. Um, So yeah, swiftly moving on. (laughs) So what's the next like standout game you remember? Then sort of moving on. Eco. That's a third person action game. See, I hadn't put that in mind at all. Now, maybe we should have a separate discussion about puzzle games, in which case... Yeah, let's leave those out. Puzzle game. Yeah, and Shadow of the Colossus, because they're puzzle games. So yeah, we'll puzzle. they're puzzle games. All right, then. Mercenaries Playground of Destruction. That yeah. game was the bollocks. Yeah, I never played the original, but I did play the updated version. There was an updated number one. Number two? Did what? They did a the number two. Game. What? what? No, they did a Mercenaries what? game on 360, didn't they? Yeah, that was Mercenaries 2. Oh, right. is that what that was? Sucked. Yeah. It yeah, well. sucked. The first one was awesome. So you was, really think, I think know. that was like the first open world game I ever played, like really open world. And Did it was GTA. So good. I had not okay. played GTA at that point. Damn. Yeah. So it was just so well done, and it was so engrossing and I remember, I remember really looking that game because it was you know you could call in things, and I thought really. Yeah, calling airstrikes, and you could launch RPGs at like. It was all North Korea, and like you just went around destroying North Korean outposts and stuff. And there were like hidden things, like you, you had. They had this thing where you had, to, in addition to doing all these missions, 
well, part of the missions were going after these people in this deck of cards. And if you went wandering around, occasionally it would just, your map would start beeping when you found one of the members of the deck of cards. And if it was low, if it was low on the, like, if it was like the three of clubs or whatever, you could probably take them out without doing a lot of work. So you could just go in and take them out. If it was like the 10 or the jack of clubs, you had to be careful because they had like a lot of snipers protecting them and stuff like that. So it was just so well done and so engrossing. And it was so fun to go exploring because it would just start beeping, beep, beep, beep. You're near one of these people. And I was like, I'm going to go get them. But they were sometimes on the other side of a mountain. So I'd try to jump up the mountain, but you couldn't. So I had to go all the way around. And it was like, "Ah, I want to get this guy. So I mean, let, really let me ask great. you a question, right? Because I'm trying to understand what the connection is with having wanted people on a deck of cards. Because there were 52 people they wanted to get. No, I get that, but why are the why are they on a deck of cards? Well, the reason they did it is because the United States military did this when they were going out into Iraq, and I don't know if this was around the same time or so, but you know, we we've used that metaphor before. Like these are the most wanted targets. That's the Ace of Spades. Yeah, whatever. yeah, the Ace of Spades and everything. Yeah, I've, yeah I've that's kind of cool. Yeah, I've heard so, of that. It's the same way the U.S. military makes a oh, game. So that's even more realistic then. Yeah, but it was cool because you know if you subdued them peacefully, well, peacefully, you know, if we didn't kill them, you'd get more money, and the money you could use for the airstrikes and whatever. It was so good. I if I ever buy another PS2, in fact, when I've sent my other one to whoever I sent it to, uh, that was one of the reasons I got it again because I wanted to have a game in the basement, and the Mercenaries was the first game I got for it because it's just that good. And now you have The Last of Us, which you still haven't bloody well played. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> um, talking of brilliant third-person action games. <laughs> so, uh, what was next for you, Chinny, then? Uh, um, Max Payne would have been... Uh, Do you know, I've got that on my list. That was my next one as well, Max Payne. I was so excited. About- I remember, sorry, I know you're going to talk about it. Uh, what I remember about Max Payne is, in one of the first scenes, you're like trailing a person from Russia, and as he drives away, his license plate says vodka. Yeah. I always thought that was so funny. I always, I always noticed in Max Payne that the wheels never moved when they drove, like the the cars. <laughs> yeah. But do you know what? I one day, what, man, one day. Do you know what Max Payne did brilliantly well though? Is the way he set up the story. You know, from the beginning, like the first cut scene, where he sort of follows the helicopter going across the ocean, and you on top of the building, sort of, you know, looking back, like sort of, and then he he winds back. That's sort of nearly the end of the game, and winds back yeah. to the beginning. I love the way he did all that. You know, uh, tightrope walking aside. Oh, hated that part. Yeah, I think everybody hates that part of that game. Yep. And the maze, when you're in this, that bloody endless maze trying to figure out which way you're meant to be going. See, I, for some reason, I didn't mind that so much. I probably was annoyed at the time, but... It reminded me of Mist, because there's that bloody bit on the minecart in Mist. Yeah. Oh. Stupid as well, because that was very similar, wasn't it? Yep. And you had to go the right way, otherwise you kept ending up right back at the bloody beginning. I remember finding the end of that just by pure luck. Yeah, and then I, 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 I didn't did. realize you were supposed to be listening to the sounds. I was just like, I'll just keep experimenting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when it's not a very good puzzle, is it, really? Yep. You know. But, anyway. Uh, yeah, Max Payne, Max I, Payne, I just think the introduction of bullet time, you know, it's, it's kind of a landmark, really, yeah. isn't it? And that, didn't that do that before The Matrix came out? Or am I wrong in that? Didn't Max Payne come out before? Yeah. That's a good question. Matrix came out in 1999. Yeah, when did Max Payne come out? Max Payne 
Max Payne was after that, I think. Two thousand one. Oh, it was. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give it back to the Matrix then. Right. There you go. I always had a wonder. But yeah, Max Payne. I would agree. That's that's probably my next one. Yeah. So good. So good. So good. So good. Uh, my next next one mm-hmm. is Fahrenheit. Oh yeah. Yeah. I put that on there because you know, and I know you hate David Cage, but I still have a bit of a fondness for this game. You know, and. I only played it, obviously, once I got my 360 on a backwards compatible thing, so I never played it at launch. Saw it a few times and was just like, I never had a PS2, you know, or an original Xbox, so I had never had a, a chance to play But I think it told a story. And in fact, if I'm being really honest, I think it's probably one of the better stories that he told, really. Because it, uh, yeah. it wasn't kind of as complex or as convoluted as Heavy You're Rain. You're fucking joking. The ending is ridiculous. No, the ending was cool. Ending stupid. Explain it. Explain the fucking ending. I can't kind of. Re- I remember yeah, having this really, really crazy. Such fight. a good, cool <laughs> ending. This in a place that can't be described. It was kind of like a Matrix kind of fight at the end, wasn't it? It's stupid. You do this crazy fight at the end. I can't remember who I was fighting. Stupid. But I remember. It, it, being... I'll, I'll give. I'll give Farnard this. It had a good first sort of hour. Yeah, it had a great setup. Good first hour. And yeah, and just... even in that, that early sort of prior to Heavy Rain, he was experimenting with making sure you've covered everything. Because that first bit where, you, where you're in the bathroom with a dead body and you've got to figure out how to hide it all and make sure you're not... And then it tells you, what, you know, you find out what you missed or what you didn't do well. And, and I, I think it's kind of cool. I still think it's kind of cool. And I kind of like the Simon Says Control method. <laughs> it kind of worked, didn't it? You know what I mean? It just seems... I got into a rhythm with that though. I knew what I was doing. You know what I mean? With the because you do it with the thumb it's all with the thumbsticks, wasn't it? Yeah, to play the guitar with the thumbsticks to get a bit of sex. I just I, I just I just thought the first hour was fine and then they introduced those like bug things that was chasing around in the office and it started to get stupid. Yes, that was a bit weird. Yes. But it was still I still think it was an interesting experiment and it he just hasn't got it right though, has he? He just keeps on trying and just doesn't... just adds all this weird shit in. Yeah, I mean beyond is like that as well. Beyond has loads of weird shit. I mean multiple loads of weird shit in it. I mean Heavy Rain was probably his most grounded game and it's still shit. Yeah, he still yeah, he still lost it, didn't he? You know. Yep. So what about what's next for you, Duke? Well, uh, we have to say something about Star Wars Battlefront. Those were classic. I had third person, isn't it? Yeah. And you could switch to first person, but nobody ever did. Uh, it was just a really good game, especially the second one, because they introduced these um, like shock troopers that you could bounce around as, and they had jetpacks on. But the clone troopers were also cool because they had, you know, they were different kinds. One was the Empire, one was the Republic, and they had different kinds of jetpacks on, like the shock troopers. You just sort of rocketed quickly to one spot and the clone troopers could hover more so it was just really good you could be wookies and you could be the, the you know you could be han solo at certain points or leia uh you could be yoda at a certain point it was just so well done that was the second one wasn't it yeah second one yeah and there were servers where it was just the heroes fighting and you could be darth vader you could be the emperor you could be yoda it was just so cool it was a very interesting mix but i never really liked being the heroes and the cool thing was at a certain point, you know, it, like with the tank in Left 4 Dead, it will say in the multiplayer, like, you know, you get to be Han Solo or whatever. But I would say no. I would say, first of all, I'm not going to use that to help my team very much. So I'd pass it off to someone else. I'd say, here, you use this 
superhero guy and do well for us because I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. No, fair enough. Mm-hmm. I still don't get it. I mean, I've played it. I don't know. I know, but I then know. It's, too, it's too late now, and that's the trouble, isn't it? It is too late. When you come back to games like that, you know, they were a, a game of the time, I guess. Yeah. When you look at them. Uh, now, because like, I know yeah. we're going to move off the PS2 soon. Let me just real quick say a couple other titles that were on the PS2. Ratchet and Clank, that was a great third-person sh- It's not even them. It's an action game. They're just so fun and well-made. Like, it doesn't matter the which one, one of the, you, they're all the ones on the PS3 look really good. I just never played them. They are. They're re- the, the, the problem with the PS3 one is the only one I ever played, though, is that it, it, it wanted to use the six-axis thing. So there's a part where you have to fly around using the six-axis, and it doesn't work. It's just so clunky and weird. But, you know, some of the ones on the PS2 were just brilliant. So if you can get them probably cheap on the PS3 or 4, if they have them on the downloadable shop, like, they're class games. So what, what other, just before, like you say, before we move off the PS2 era, what other, yeah. any other standouts for you, yeah, Ginny, in the PS2? Quick. Dead right. Uh, Oh, sorry, yeah, Chinny. Is, no, yeah. is that the game with the biting balls? Well, that was the third one, which ah. sucked. But the ones before that on the PS2, were the first one, I never played the second one, but the first one was good. It was a good game. Yeah, it, it did have a, a good run for a bit, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's see, let's see, let's see. Let's see. You have another one on the PS2, Chinny? Uh, yes, The Thing. Oh, God, I've played this. Never played yeah. I've played yeah, yeah, it. The, the, the best too. thing about The Thing was it was a third-person action game but, uh, based after the film, the original film, The Thing. And you go around, you, you recruit people. But the hook, the, the thing, right, about The Thing was <laughs> this. Was this. Some of your crew could go insane. With then, a thing. And then they, they could go insane and turn on you. right? And you'd have to make a decision whether this person is stable or not. Or let them go, or kill them, or all sorts of stuff. But if you kill them, then other people start to kind of go insane as well. It was the best thing about the thing. Yeah, I played quite a bit of it. It is quite a good game. Yes, it is quite a good game. Yeah, I played the thing only, you know, on the because that was another backwards compatible game. Indeed, uh, another one on the uh, PS2 Xbox era. Um, that not many people play, but I really, really liked was James Bond 007 Everything or Nothing. Yeah. Uh, it had a brilliant single-player game that was third-person and also a very, very, very good co-op campaign separately. Uh, and it, was, it had driving mechanics in it, and it was brilliant. I loved it. It had its own Bond girl. It had its own um, uh, theme song um, sang by... Um, what's that? What's that girl? Shirley Bassey? No, no, she's she's from England. I think she's from like, she's from Cornwall. I think Taylor Swift. No, she's from Cornwall. She's from Cornwall <laughs> or something. Um, she's really good, but she she's gone away for a bit now. Anyway, yeah. So look, someone tried to kidnap her. I don't know who it was. Edit. Um, can't think of her name. Maybe if I had Google. I was going to say as well. I think before we finally move off the PS2, we should give a quick mention, although. I've only played one of these games, but PS2, Resident, you mean? Yeah, PS2, Resident Evil Four. Meh. meh. Oh, it's a great game. What are you talking about? Resident Evil I, Four is a classic. We said meh. But then, do we put that under horror, survival horror? We're going to do one of those. Yeah, we won't have enough to pull from. So yes, let's put that on survival horror. Yeah. So we will leave that on survival it's horror over. then. We so we won't talk about that. Games. Uh, but one that is probably more pre- prevalent in this, I guess, is. Uh, uh, Metal Gear Solid. Even though I haven't really played oh, any yeah. of the, the PS2 games. We, we don't mention, mention Metal Gear Solid. People might kill us. 
Yeah, we so we've got to mention those because they were like the games on the on the Sony platform, really. You know what though? I'll say if we're gonna talk about like landmark games for the PS2, we have to talk about SOCOM because they really were like SOCOM was the Call of Duty of its day. Right. It was so packed. There were so many people playing it. And the interesting thing about SOCOM, which has actually got a parallel with Rainbow Six, for some reason I noticed that there tends to be a much larger percentage of African-American players on SOCOM and Rainbow Six, Vegas 2, for some reason. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why that is. I just think it's an interesting trend. There's also there's another, uh, Spec Ops, you know, before like, Spec Ops yeah, Online, the there, was, there was Spec Ops, there's another Spec Ops game that was like terrible. But before that, the old Spec Ops games, like Conflict Des- Desert or something like that, it was like, they, they were really good. And there was all co-op as well, which is why we played them a lot. Um, but but you know, go back to everything or nothing. It had such a like they went to town on everything or nothing, right? They they cast all the all the characters. They got Judy Dench in. They got John Cleese to play as Q. They got Pierce Brosnan in. Uh, William, uh, what's his name? The crazy guy from Thing. Um, William oh, Defoe. Yeah. William Defoe. They got him in as the baddie. William Defoe. It is. Will, Will I am Defoe. They got Heidi <laughs> Klum as the uh, Bond girl. Wasn't the girl that I was thinking of. Uh, they, they even brought Jaws back, would you believe? Oh, back. Um, and the the woman that sang the song was Maya. Um, yeah, so, you know, so they they went to town on this game. It didn't sell as well as they th- they thought it would, but it was a really really good Bond game. Very God good. Damn it! Sounds like they did it right. So yeah, they did do it right, but it didn't sell. So what's the point? So a lot of people have mentioned stuff on the Facebook, so we'll come to them as yeah, well. Yeah, there's some more recent ones which are, which are a little bit easier to name. Yeah, uh, so let's let's move forward. I'm not going. I'm not doing that just now. I'm just saying when we do gonna, do that. Shall I just run through mine very quickly because? Well, let's. Uh, oh, on the PS. Are you still on PS2? No, this is like the current stuff. No, no. Well, let's let's talk. So what? I mean, the one that gets us. PS2. There's nothing else to talk about. The PS2. No, we're up to the 360, and I'm, I was right. going to say the one that stands yeah, out for me. I thought is Gears of War. Gears of War. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. We should mention, because... Why well, I bought a, P- a Xbox 360. That is a landmark game. Well, of course you it know, is. That really is. And that game did a number of things for me personally, as, as an owner of a 360, was, wow, look what the hell this console can really do. Oh, hell yeah. And I played the multiplayer endlessly for night after night after night. And I'm, as you know, I'm very little into multiplayer these days. But that game just got its hooks in. And yeah, that was I did that. as well. I think it just hit the right time, which I think what Titanfall's doing now. You know, it hits that early period where there aren't many multiplayer games out and you can build an audience. You know what I mean? And I think that's what Gears did. It built its audience because there wasn't much competition. Halo came along and then Call of Duty. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think Titanfall's hitting this sweet spot at the moment where there's fuck all coming out. The big multiplayer games are Battlefield 4 and Call of Duty, which we've been playing for seven years. You know, we need something fresh. And I think this is the perfect storm for Titanfall for just to land beautifully on this, you know, this drought of multiplayer freshness. I also think what's kind of clever about what Titanfall are doing is we often sort of say there is no... There's no point putting a multiplayer into a game because it's just not going to compete with Call of Duty and Battlefield. You know, there is there is no space for another competitive multiplayer. But I think what Titanfall has cleverly done is position itself as a multiplayer-only game. Yeah. 
so people are buying into that premise rather than it feeling like a single player we attacked on multiplayer or attacked on single player to a multiplayer game it is just like it's a multiplayer game and they're making no bones about that i don't i think i call bs on that as well because i mean yeah two three years ago if you used to release a, th- a first person shooter game and and wanted a strong online presence you wasn't going to win right because there was no room. But now we've got a new console, there, there is room. Because if, if that was the case, if there was no room at all, and you why not bother, we'd still be playing Medal of Honor from PS1 because they never would have made Call of Duty at all. You know what I mean? So it's, it's no, like, I don't disagree there is room. Yeah. Take a chance. It's, it's got yeah. to be timed right. you know. And I think you know Jason Van Pella from, from Respawn, he just... Right, he that's just, the other thing I was going to say. If this weren't these people, they wouldn't be able to get He nailed it, though. He, they, knew, they must have made some really smart early decisions going, um, okay, we've got... We can either release something in about two, three years and squeezing in this generation or work really hard, maybe, maybe you know, take a risk, spend some money and take our time for the next generation and get it right. And that's what they did. That was a very smart decision because... And they, they, it's weird because they're owned by EA as well, but... You know, EA just must have gone. Here's the cash. You know, do what you want because you're you're the guy that made Call of Duty: Modern Warfare. So, you know, there's a lot of smart decisions, and I think it's going to work in Xbox's favor and Respawn's favor. I ultimately think Titanfall 2 will come on on everything on the PS4, Xbox One anyway. So it doesn't really matter. But uh, for now, right now, this year, I think Microsoft could crawl back very slowly with Titanfall. Yeah, I think I think they'll they'll sort of be just fine. I think both consoles will be fine. Yeah. Um, They'll be just was, fine, yeah, fun boy. Well, I was, oh, clearly the Xbox One's not as good as the PS4. You know what? No, look, I was, I, I said on the overseas connection that I think the PS4 is a better console at the moment, right? Because I'm, I'm sort of, the, you know, look, the, you know, when they lowered the price of the the Xbox One uh, yeah. recently, and then including Time for I'm that audience. You know what I mean? I'm the sort of second wave adopter. Duke's more the third, fourth wave. Heck I'm yeah. sort of that second wave. Dupes and if ever wave. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I, I am that audience that they're reaching to now, where I'm, you know, the cautious sort of people that don't adopt straight away. And I was, you know, before that price drop, I was more swaying to the PS4 because it's got Twitter integration, it's got all this stuff. And then they dropped the price on this on the Xbox One. I'm like, fuck, I'm back to square one. You know what I mean? I was going one way, and then they pulled me back. I don't think I'm going to get a, a new console uh, anytime soon. If anything, if this year, to be honest. But they did sort of sway me back to the Xbox One. Yeah. So what about so moving it back onto the conversation we're meant to be having? Two. Yes. Yeah, Duke, what's your next landmark game on the 360? Crackdown, baby. Oh, yes. I was late to the game with Crackdown. I was late to the party, as the kids say. But when I finally got in there, you remember, Crackdown I was, was crazy. A lot of that, game. that was a lot of fun. With, and the, 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 genius, fun. the genius thing they did with that was make it co-op. Yeah. What was kind yeah, of... I never when I really like that game. So. When I when I took the games in today to see the guy behind the counter open Crackdown and it still had the um, you know the beta code for Halo it, Three in it. Uh, yeah, and he went, "Oh look at that! It's still got the thing in the code." And I'm like, "Yeah, still works." Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it was kind of funny that it was still in there. But yeah, Crackdown that that's still one of my best ever achievements because I got the 500 agility orbs. Is, yeah, the, 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 yeah. I mean, no one really played the single player. It was the agility orbs and the co-op and yeah. Uh, it was, it was, I uh, must have done the story mode in that game. Oh, but again, times. again, right? Crackdown came out at the right time. If that game was released in 2010, um, it wouldn't. It would have done so well. 
I think what was I think what was brilliant about Crackdown is everybody expected it to be a bit crap. Yeah, because, no, yeah, expected expectations were low, weren't they? Yeah. yeah, because everyone thought, oh, it's just a game Halo to, three beta. Let's just get yeah, that. Halo three beta, and that's the only reason. And and a lot of people did only buy it for that reason, and a lot of people even now probably never played it. You know, I, think, just, I think most people there wasn't a lot to play back then, Stu. No, they did. Honestly, I remember people saying to me. I was like, how good is Crackdown? I see you've got, oh, I've never played it, mate. I only got it for the beach. I've never actually put it in. Man. Loads of people at the time who didn't play it. Man. Um, but yes, phenomenal game. And it was just such a great art style, just the pure mechanics, the levelling up. It just had that hook, didn't it? it and it good. got it so right. It was good. Two wasn't as good, but, you know, what can you do? You know, crazy stunts in car. I mean, when you levelled your car fully up, you could drive up the side of a building. Yeah, and also like it transformed, which was yeah. All... It was just it was just yeah, it was, yeah like it was, it was it was the type of game where leveling up for the first time. I don't know. It felt like one of the first times it you could feel like especially the jumping. I remember there was some yeah. some guy I was supposed to get or something I was supposed to do in the game, and he was at the top of this building, and I could not jump high enough, and I was like, "How am I supposed to get up there?" I got really yeah. mad. And then I realized, wait a minute, I'm supposed to level up. And by the time I did, I was like, I am the king of jumping! I honestly don't think a game has done it so well since, you know, that gave you tangible rewards for collecting stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff that actually made it, like getting... Yeah, getting to, no, even Infamous, yes. not to the same extent. Not to the same well, extent. Leveling up, at least. Not collecting, but leveling no. up. No. The, I mean, the closest we had to that sort of game was GTA, but in GTA, all you got was like better weapons and better, yeah. better like more money everything, and better cars. Think, everything. Right. I mean, getting to the top of the tower, the agency tower, is still one of the greatest. And, and it's the only thing I've ever yeah. played a game where I actually felt vertigo. Yeah. Yeah, where I actually felt, oh my god, how high up! And the the yeah. draw distance was was amazing I remember, in that. I remember right? jumping off that and yeah, and feeling a bit whoa, like this is shit. Am I going to hit the water or hit the ground underneath me? Yeah, hit the and, water. And I remember, <laughs> yeah, there was. I remember that standing there for ages, looking around to decide which direction to jump in to make sure I got the water. There is there is a little bit where the water's like closer to you. No, yeah, and and I spent ages and I'm like, and and I I, I remember standing there thinking. I've just got to do this and, and feeling nervous and like, shit, I'm just going to do it. So I remember running and jumping and just like, and it took an age to hit the water as well, didn't it? It felt like you were falling for ages. And I was just like, when you hit the water, you're like, yes. And then it went, blink. But yeah, I mean, that game had all some of the most interesting achievements as well, like the car juggler, the body juggler. Yeah, it, was, it was sort of the first game in this generation or the last generation to to experiment with the achievements you know yeah. like to, to juggle yeah. people in the air to jump off into the water off the toys thing you know really like played with the achievements and, yeah. and, it, and i remember one of, one, of them, one of them was to jump in a car so many you know so many feet and the way we did it was to throw a car to the top of a building and then get in on the roof and drive off yeah and that's how we did. It. We got that achievement. And there's no other game where you would do something crazy like that to get the achievement. No. It's just so. It was just such a brilliant game. Such a brilliant game. Right, we better move on, haven't we? We better get um, back in the I know. Yeah. Next one. We better be quick because we're running out of time. I, I think we could have split this over two shows, to be honest. 
Too late, then. Uh, Mass Effect, Uncharted 2, Assassin's Creed 2, Vanquish. I know, but I'd like to... Do you, do you think we should do a couple more and then do a, a part two of third-person games next week? Because I feel like there's a lot Let's more... Just stop to now. Let's just stop now. Let's just stop now at that point, and <laughs> okay. then we'll come back to third-person. That's a taste. That's a teaser of what's to come next week, people. Yeah, third-person part two next week. But I, I feel like there's too many great games to talk about just to sort of rush through them at the end there. So what we'll do is uh, we will go through over the you know the Facebook stuff. So we'll talk about that now. So we'll we'll do that, and then we have got a couple of emails as well. So uh, yeah, let's uh, let's do some Facebook stuff, Duke. Facebook stuff. Facebook stuff. Facebook stuff. Beat that, you Facebook comment junkies. So, yes, uh, you know, as we've been doing in every show, I put up a sort of third-person action games. What are your favorites and why? And we had this. Phil Olsen said, uh, Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine. I uh, love both the single and multiplayer. Finally being able to play as an Ultramarine was fantastic. Uh, and, of course, Red Dead Redemption, probably my number one game of the generation purely for the single-player story. And we'll talk more about that next week. So, but, yeah, great. Uh, yeah, I don't Space think we have anything else to say about it, do we? Yeah, Space Marine was great. I've got to say, uh, and again, it was a, I think a pretty pretty underrated game, and I, I think to an extent it was misinterpreted what it was because everyone thought it was a shooter and it wasn't really a. Sh- it was like a brawler with shooting, so it was it was kind of a clever game, kind of a clever game. Uh, Mark Green says Alan Wake. Uh, wish they would make a new one. Well, they kind of are, but it's not Alan Wake, I guess. Quantum Break. Quantum Break. Yes, it is. Uh, Philip Mulholland said, so many good ones, probably Uncharted 2 and 3, all uh, three Mass Effects if they don't count as RPGs. Great character. Yeah, you see, we'll do an RPG week. That's probably going to be two shows as well, I would have thought. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Great characters, fun gameplay. Oh, and the Assassin's Creed 2 and 4, not quite so strong on story, but love the fluid running, climbing, and fighting. You can't beat swooping down on a bad guy from a great height. Uh, and, by, and then Mark Green came back and said, oh, sorry, forgot to put the reason why I love Alan Wake. Love the atmosphere. Yeah, I would absolutely agree, but we'll talk about that in more depth, I guess. Uh, Daniel Luke Hull says, Batman Arkham games, along with Assassin's Creed, all wild cards. I love the Ghostbusters game and Spec Ops The Line. Yeah, Ghostbusters game was very good, actually. See, there's so many to talk about, isn't there? Chris Williams, he says, Mass Effect, uh, for its all-consuming and detailed universe and characters, Uncharted for the epic adventure, and Wick Castlevania Lords of Shadows for its varied combat and breathtaking environments, and Metal Gear Solid, because cardboard boxes. Bam. Yeah. I disagree with that. Uh, Mark Bailey says, uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag is great. Tomb Raider, and I also agree with Chris, the Mass Effect series was very, very good. Uh, Stu Leckie, this is easy. Gears, Uncharted. Told you it was easy. Uh, Pete Landimore says, definitely Castlevania Lords of Shadows, epic. Lewis Danson says, for the PS3, it would be The Last of Us. It was just really compelling to play. I've finished it three times now. Bloody Duke hasn't even finished it once. Ah. And the DLC twice, and for the Xbox, I would have to be Gears 3. The story was great, but was nothing compared to Horde. Uh, One of the best multiplayer experiences I have ever had. Spent many hours playing with Mr. Feng Chewy and Fletch Zibbit. Yeah, I mean, that when they introduced Horde mode, it was like, again, another landmark. I mean, Gears did a lot of landmarks, didn't yeah. it? Gears, yeah, Gears of War 2 doesn't get enough credit for the Horde mode, I think. Like, we yeah. sort of quickly forget that, yeah, yeah, they started that shit. They did, and then suddenly everybody was doing a Horde mode in there. I remember Cliffy B describing it as, like, Geometry Wars meets, like, Gears of War. And I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? 
Yeah. And then, V, what was the one that they introduced in the Halo series? They did their own, didn't they? Firefight, wasn't it? Firefight, yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah, well, something like that. When you've got a good idea, everyone wants to use yeah, it. Yeah, they say, well, they say, you know, copying is the best form of flattery, isn't it? I guess. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That's my English teacher. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ian Williams says, Gears 1. I'll never repeat that feeling of community which pervade throughout. I love Gears even now. Yeah, we're all with you there, mate. And it, again, it was sad today. You know what? I took that because that went with it. Gears won. That was uh, that got four quid or five quid as well. That was quite impressive. Result. I know. And I was like, it's, it was sad because it was like I was selling all my memories. It was really weird, I've got to say. Very surreal today when I took all that stuff in. Uh, John Clark, he says, Alan Wake, cinema quality, uncharted, bloody good games, Batman, Batman Arkham, comic book heaven. Uh, John Mouse, Jonathan Wilson uh, from the Play Vault, he says, easy, Saints Row series, Lost Planet 2 and 3, any Metal Gear Solid game, Grand Theft Auto or Red Dead Redemption and Splinter Cell Conviction or Blacklist. A retro one would be Lone Soldier or one uh, from the PS1, but they're obscure titles. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Brandon Conway says uh, Orion Dino Horde or Dino Horde is it Orion Dino Horde yeah. uh, which was a first person shooter or third person shooter with laser swords Zelda Ocarina of Time but you see that could kind of it's kind of J it's kind of sort of RPG Zelda RPG yeah. no some people would argue it's not yeah, RPG no they're not yeah they would argue they'd be wrong just By the way, everybody, I want everyone to know, I know nobody cares, but I just exported my grades. That's a victory right there. Victory achievement. Did you take a picture, like a selfie of yourself with it in the background? No. no. <laughs> I don't take selfies. Uh, and they, he also said Jet Force Gemini is another good one. Nobody's uh, ever heard of that game. Yeah, but so maybe it's good. It. Look, we'll, we'll say it's good. Sean Anderson said anything with a Jedi in a lightsaber. Uh, yeah, Michael Swales, he says, Splinter Cell for sure. The third-person perspective was perfect for this IP. I would like to add that playing through one and two without killing anyone when given the choice was great. Too many games make you kill in order to win. This game was a breath of fresh air. Using your thermal camera on the keypads was so cool as well. There you go. No, I would agree. I think it's cool that there are games around that sort of don't force you to kill every person inside. And uh, oh, wait, we should mention there's another one on the PS2 called PsyOps. That was a good game. I don't know if oh, yeah. I remember that. That was classic. No, that was, what was the one where you could go into someone else? Yeah, you could do Is that. Is that the one? Yeah. Is that the one? And yeah, there were four some... different things you had. You could do telekinesis, which yeah. moved objects. I played you that. Could... I don't remember what else it was, but you could move into someone else, and yeah, it was sweet. And then finally, Hugh O'Donnell says, Maximo. Demon Souls and Dark Souls, but they're RPG territory again, kind of. To yep. be fair, uh, and Maximo, I'm not sure what Maximo is. Eh, that was a cute little action game. There was yeah. nothing wrong with it. Yeah, but Demon Souls, Dark Souls, yeah. they'll probably come more into our RP- RPG uh, discussions. So thank you very much, everybody. That's so cool that everybody joins in and and you know. T H A K Y O U. Thank you. There you go. Uh, so it's time for some emails. Some emails. Let's do some emails. Oh, Whoa, that ruled. 
Right, well, I, I think Chinny should read out our first email this week. Ah, shit. From uh, Pendrew Pouch, which is just a great name, I've got to say. Uh, oh, yeah. I think I've got it. Uh... Oh, I know what you want me to read. <laughs> Uh, hello. Hello. I listen to many gaming podcasts as since I've recently become a father to a boy child. A boy child. A boy child. (laughs) Is that like a Jesus? Is that like a Jesus thing? Not just a boy or a child. A boy child. Um, Two in one. And I don't really have the time to game as often as I used to. So what he's saying is he listens to other people talking about games because he doesn't have time to play. The, yeah, because it's passive, isn't it? You can, you've got you got time to sort of do something if it's passive, like drive and all that stuff. So, you know, you can listen to people. It's, it's You know, he feels like he's got some sort of gaming thing in his life, at least. Um, anyway, he continues to say, uh, it took a little while to become used to the humour of your show. Uh, and in particular, Duke's sound effects. Uh, but yeah, I takes everybody time for coming to get used to that. I'll tell you what, though, he's lucky he didn't listen to earlier shows because when Duke first started doing sound effects, it was like nearly the whole show. Don't make me break my foot off in your ass! There you go. <laughs> but I've realised uh, this is what sets your podcast apart from the others and is now my favourite. Oh, thank you very much. That's good. It's good. It's good. It's all positive. This email, I've got to say, he knows his stuff. Yeah, baby. No, he knows his stuff he yeah. does. All the best, Heston. Yeah, I, ah, I get lost. Come on, read the rest of it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I particularly like Stu's ramble, rambling monologues, like Ugh. his Valentine's Day dinner story. Oh, no, no, or no, no, no. when he starts a sentence with my wife. My wife. And launches into a hilarious story that no one knows just when it will finish. Coupled with Chinny's and Duke's <laughs> constant interruptions... His anecdotes are the highlight of my week. He started... Let me interrupt you to just say something real quick there. <laughs> you see what I did? You see what I did? You see what his did? stories are comedy gold, and with his natural wit and professional deliver, uh, delivery, he reminds me of a cross between Frank Skinner and a, wrong, now, a you young see, Ronnie That's Cole. where the compliments stop, doesn't he, really? <laughs> Dude, the compliments are just getting going. These compliments are like gestating in the uterus no. of the show. All right, do me a favor, Duke, right? Just Google a picture of Ronnie Corbett. He doesn't say you look like him. Well, I know, I know, but you know, you know. I mean, imagine you look a, like him. Ronnie I'm, Corbett's I'm a very funny a, man. A baby from Frank Skinner and Ronnie Corbett would look like. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm sure he'd do well on the comedy circuit. As a stand-up comedian, as I, for one, would happily pay to see him on tour. Hey, oh. what about that? Esther. Wow. Okay, I did this, people. If All you right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome you. to the comedy show. I got to tell you, my wife. She <laughs> drove down here with me tonight. It for five minutes after your own joke. Listen <laughs> to Wait, listen, 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 listen. I replied. I replied to Heston. Did you? I did. <laughs> What did you say? Hi, Heston. What the fuck have you done? (laughs) You know it's going to be Stu live. And the audience is going to get totally bamboozled by like, I'll pay for this. To be honest, right? To try and avoid avoid the hate mail that I'm going to get next week, we're going to go, he's not funny at all. Right. I'm, you know, I'm I'm grounded in reality. I know I could never be a stand-up comic, you know, and, I just I don't, know. I don't know, dude. Carrot Top got famous for stand-up comedy. Maybe I I always think that Chini could have definitely been a stand-up comic. Maybe. So I wrote uh, I wrote to, thanks for the encouragement there, Duke. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
People like you that keep me going, man. Uh, yeah. Yes, so I said to him, Hi, Heston, congrats on the new member of your family, but do you realise what you have done in all capital <laughs> letters? He will now tell more stories. We don't want four-hour shows, you know. Thanks for listening. Chinny. And did he reply? It wouldn't be four hours. There'd be two hours of Stu's stories. He did reply, actually. He said, hi. I haven't read this one, so he could say, go fuck Ooh, yourself. Let's see, let's see. Um, hi, go fuck yourself. Heston. Ah, hi, thanks for the reply. I'd really love it if you could extend the show to four hours as I work a night shift on my own and listen to you guys really passes the time. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do, Heston. We'll leave two hours of silence at the end of this one. Um, maybe Stu could have an hour or so. Uh, to update the listeners about his week in his unique and amusing <laughs> ways. Oh yes. my God, no way are we doing that. Um, whilst you and Duke can, can do something more interesting until he finishes. Um, I've just subscribed to your podcast and we'll buy a t-shirt soon. Are there any plans uh, for you to do a summer punk podcasting travel road show like Radio 1 DJs used to in the 80s? I'll tell Don't you, you Blackburn. That, but only a man and his dog would turn up. You know, I I remember going. Have you have you ever been to a Radio One road show? You're too young, I guess, for that. Uh, yeah, I am too young for that. I went to uh, we went to Nuki on holiday one year, and they were, they were there, and it was Tony Blackburn. Tony Blackburn, the winner of I'm a Celebrity Get Out of Here some year. It was, and uh, I remember like going, oh, we should we can we go? Can we go? I want to go and see it. It's so cool. Can we go? Can we go? Can we go? And uh, it was with but, your parents, not your wife, at this point, right? Yeah, yeah, I was only little. I was only about... Can we go? Can we go? Can we go? Can we go? I was about nine. Uh, oh, whatever, eight or nine. And my dad went, okay, then we'll go. Right. And I remember we all sort of drove down to where this place was. Right. It took us about two hours to park up. Um, and then when we finally got there, right, and at that point, we didn't know who, you know, who was the DJ that day. You know, we didn't know who it was. So we sort of got there. And uh, anyway, my mum hated Tony Blackburn with a passion. She just hated him, right? <laughs> And uh, anyway, we turned up at his place. Anyway, and he's like, here we are. We were right at the back, right? Because there was millions, gazillions of people who got there early or whatever. And we were right at the back. And it was on the beach. And uh, Tony Blackburn comes out. And my mum's like, oh, my God, it's Tony Blackburn. We're going. <laughs> we, we were only managed to stay there for about Fucking hell. half an hour. And my mum's like, I'm not safe for Tony Blackburn. Let's go. <laughs> Fuck that prick. Yeah. And that's my only ever experience with uh, the Radio 1 Roadshow. God, that yeah. was like a huge event. Dude, if you want to start your own podcast where you tell these shitty stories, go I ahead. You have you have one guaranteed listener. <laughs> I, know. I know. I know. Well, do you remember when I did the April Fools and everyone was like, "That'd be great." What was it? <laughs> yeah. What, what was it? There was the April Fool there. Stu, I'm going to release it. See, as everyone loves my story so much, I'm going to do a Stew Story Time podcast, and everyone thought it was real and was like, yeah. "That'd be great." Everybody was like, "Oh, I'm a fucking subscriber." Like, Are you crazy? <laughs> Maybe I you should do it. Hot. Maybe you should. No, do I it. shouldn't. No, I shouldn't. Look, I think some week, something, nothing will happen. You know, I'll have a week where nothing happens. So you know, we'll just talk about games straight away. Yeah. Never your, know. your life is a hundred miles an hour every week, isn't it? <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah, not every week you get a parking ticket. <laughs> it's not every week I have to bundle me three sixty up and take it to the shop to sell. <laughs> Look it out. Well, maybe I could do the PS3 next week. See how much you get for that. Yeah. I did think about that, I and mean, I thought, there's nothing else I'd want uh, from CEX, to be quite honest. There's nothing I want at all from CEX, apart from maybe said, an STD. <laughs> Do you know, I was, I was just going to say, it was quite funny today. I said, and Millie said, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to, going to CEX. She said, sex? 
Well, you do say sex a lot. No, <laughs> she's definitely the daughter, man. I know. It's like, all right. I was like, anyway, what do you know about sex? She's like, nothing. <laughs> Damn right. Yeah, anyway. Well, that for another 10 years. Damn two team right, she didn't. God. I'll have to get one of those iron pants. Hey, she's getting to the age. She's going to be bringing boys back. Yeah, the Austrian pants with the inward pointing spike. So when you see the cocking, when they try and pull it out, it like impales it. Brilliant. There you go. You just say that to any boy that tries to come round. <laughs> she's got a chastity belt with spikes in it. <laughs> it's like that film Teeth, but for What real. are you going to do when she brings a, a, a young lad back? I don't know. I'm fairly open-minded, to be honest, and pragmatic about stuff like that. So, you know... It is what it is, isn't it? We've all been young once, as long as she's careful, I guess, and stays safe. It? You know, but you're not going to stop that stuff, are you? It's like Kay's sister went. Luke was never young. He came out with a pencil on his ear. Kay's sister went camping with her boyfriend, right? And a few of her friends. Aye, aye. And she phoned up to ask, could she stop another night? And her mum went, no, you're bloody well not. I know what you're up to. And she went, mum, I could do that in the front garden and you wouldn't know I was doing it. <laughs> ah, fair what? enough, isn't it? What are you going to say to that? What can you say to that? What, make a drawing? Yeah, you could, I guess. You could, I guess. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yeah, we digress. What are we talking about? Uh, yeah, anyway, next email. Thanks so, for the email, Heston, by the way. Yeah, thank you for that. Uh, yes. Please do not say that ever again. Yeah. Anyway, next from Jason Gollaher. That's <laughs> brilliant. You've got to keep up in the ante on that, on that joke. And he says this. You should probably delete this. As usual, it makes no sense. Yeah. I sent my wife uh, a video of my... Actually, do you know what? This, just before I read it, this has made the most sense out of most of his emails that he sends into me. That's not hard to do. I know, but I'm saying he he says it makes no sense. I actually think this does make sense. Here we go. I sent my wife a video of my kid knocking it out of the baseball park after the first game the other day. Uh, At her first game the other day, sorry. Then my wife told me that hearing me cheer for my little slugger and seeing what transpired in the video put her in the head, uh, put her in my head for a minute. Shit, that's a scary place, isn't it? Being in Jason. Can you imagine being in Jason's head? Just full of shit jokes. Yeah. (laughs) It'd be like being John Malkovich, but like even worse. Uh, In a first person view. Poor thing. Uh, but I like the idea of, for a moment, being in someone else's shoes or seeing things through their eyes, or whether it's first, third, or even fourth person. And truly, if, if I was in your head for five minutes, uh, Stu, all I'd be doing is looking at minor aesthetic details all day. Indeed. And uh, with hilarious stories about how I got a parking ticket. Hey, and that was also Gears of War. That was also Gears of War. Uh, truly investing in what was going on. I was Lee, third person, but I was Lee, and it felt like first person. Because I was so into it, so much so that I was Lee. When I played an old Western third-person shooter, I was John Marston, even though I was looking at Marston's back in third-person view. I truly felt as if I was him in first-person in my mind's eye, and close to the end, that's when I played third-person as another character I didn't care for. I'm saying that if I am into the character, I am that character no matter what view it's in, first or third. It always feels like first-person to me. So I know the difference between first and third, but I'll probably make a confusing mess out of my explanation here, but whatever. Actually, I think that's quite a good way of, of putting it, to be honest. I see what he's saying. Yeah, I totally, I kind of agree with him. I think the best games make you feel that way, that you're in that person's shoes doing what they're doing. I always think of it as sort of acting, you're sort of acting at yeah. the role. Yeah. You know, 
playing somebody else's story. But yeah, you, like you, you feel like you put yourself in that role and you're acting it out, you know. And Duke even has a backstory for all these characters. Yeah. yeah, it's the same thing. You like you know what actors do? They create a backstory or they they put themselves in that role and then then they put themselves in that mindset and then play out their story. Yeah, I mean it's kind of cool. I think you're absolutely hitting the nail on the head there, Jason. Uh, that's what I do. Red Dead is still my favourite first-person shooter because although in third person, I felt I was in first person. But whatever. Uh, what do you think of the fourth-person game coming to PS4 Pavilion? Don't know. Well, gain some video game knowledge, you slackers. Actually, I do know, and I've had a look at this. It's kind of an interesting premise. You know how they're doing this fourth-person? How? So new, yeah, whole new genre. How? Uh, so basically what they're doing is you control it's a, it's a little bit like lemmings i guess so you control the environment to control the person so you're not directly in control of the protagonist you're controlling the environment around them to control them i say like breaking the fourth wall i guess it's kind of like there's a game that's come out a stealth game that's come out on ios where you have to control the environment you're like a uh, sort of security operator guy who can hack stuff so you have to hack the surroundings to enable the character to move through it. So that's kind of already doing that, I guess. Can't think what that's called, though, now. But it's like a stealth game. But yeah, I mean, there seems to be quite a few of these types of games coming out. It's so a gimmick. Know. It's a gimmick. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I want a game wherein you control a real person. I'd have Duke streaking at a local church. I'd have Chinny dress as a clown and ask for a sausage all night at McDonald's. Stu, the stuntman, I would be dancing as you on ice all weekend long. Hey, you're so into Left 4 Dead, you should check into Evolve. I don't know what Evolve is. What is that? Really? Yeah, what is Evolve? You don't know what Evolve is? I don't know what Evolve is. I am very shocked, Mr. Bowler. What is it? It is is, uh, Turtle Rock Studios, the people that made Left 4 Dead. Oh, yes, I do know what Evolve is. It's not out yet, though, is it? No, no, it's it's four people versus one massive monster. Yeah, yeah, one massive and one person is a massive monster. That's correct. Yeah, no, I do know what Evolve is. Yes, it's coming out for Xbox One and PS4, I believe. Why hasn't Chini played to the moon? I don't know. That's a good question. Why haven't you played to the moon? It's so good. What is it? It's a good game. No, I know. I know. Isn't it about um, some guy you play out dreams and stuff? I've heard you two. Kind of. It. Kind of. It's definitely it's like you, it's something like that. And like you, their last wishes. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. I, I've heard you two talk about it. Is it on the Steams? It is on the Steams, and I think it is Steam Play. Is it Steam Play? Is it, do you two recommend it as well? Definitely. Um, great, great game. It's not well. It's a game in a very loose sense of the word. It's, it's $6.99 on Steam. Kind of, I've been goodness. in a few Steam sales. One of us not got a code knocking around when we bought a Humble Bundle at some point. I don't know. Don't know. Um, why, six... won't you, yeah, why won't you stream the show? Embarrassing reasons, I'm sure. Is it the foot fetish thing? Is it Duke's dungeon er basement? Are you podcasting from the shitter in a similar fashion as the Boss Wave podcast? We may Boss never know. Boss. One thing we do know, those guys are nasty. Cheers. By the way, the Beatles 50 show. Couldn't they have gotten some real musicians on those to do those covers? There you go. So that's it. That's it. Job done. Right. On that uh, note, we need to do some shout outs to get the hell out of here. So over to you first, Chinny. Uh, it's time uh, for a shout out. Hey! Brilliant. I would like to shout out Greg DeLacy. Yeah. yeah, that's good. It's good. Because he allowed me to be on the overseas connection. Uh, I know it was weird having you on this week. I was like, that was a podcast that I used to be on every week, and you were, you were particularly crazy. I have to say, 
Was I? Yeah, you were a bit crazy. I think it was like a bit of like, you know, like abstainment because like, you've not been on for so long. You were suddenly Maybe. like, yeah. Maybe. Because yeah. I suppose, you know, I sort of feel bad for causing trouble. You were causing trouble being What about a podcast with other people that I don't know as well? I know Greg very well, obviously, but, you know, like I don't. Um, well, I do know Fraser, but I, I don't podcast with him very often. Whereas you two, I podcast with you two every week. I don't feel that bad interrupting you or Duke or telling you two yeah. to fuck yourselves. Right um, but uh, when you're on a podcast with like other people that you don't really podcast very much, you know, you, you, you feel bad. It's like, I'm talking too much now. Uh, but <laughs> whatever, it was fun. And Fraser, it was funny. It was funny. Fraser and, um, and Robin, who I do know as well. Um, you know, it was a, it was, it was a good fun. It was a good show. And, uh, so yeah, thanks to Greg for letting me on and, uh, Fraser and Robin, cause they're, they're very, very nice guys. And you were me thinking you were sacked. I was, I was just, it just worked out that that Friday night I wasn't really doing anything. So tell you what are you going to do? Yeah. By the way, as well, I never mentioned Jason oh, recommended a game that I've never spoken about. Well, it's not a game. It's a book called, I'm trying to remember that it was called. Banshee's Last Cry. Right. I think it's called Toilet Humor 101. No, it was honestly right. He sent me, you know, because I just played Device 6, which is just brilliant, right? Mm-hmm. And he sent me a link. Now, I don't know whether he played it at this point in time, but he sent me this thing called Banshee's Last Cry. And it's kind of a make your own adventure story. So you've got to choose what they say or what they do. But it was truly, truly awful. And it was like reading. A really bad Mills and Boone book. You know, like Mills and Boone books? There's right. really crappy romantic thriller things uh-huh. that you like mum used to read. It was truly, truly awful. So stay well away from that. Banshee's last I, I did play another game that I never talked about, but the, not A Room, but The Room. Oh, yeah, The Room's good. It's good. Yeah, I, I, I never really fell in love with it like everybody else. You know, everybody keeps banging on about it and like how good it is and stuff like yourself. Shoot, yep. you know, like, oh, that's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, and I was like, yeah, that's all right. But I've got past the point where I just, you know, stopped sort of wrestling with it. And I really like it now. So, yeah, the room. It's an interesting game. I mean, it's not the most amazing puzzle game, but it just aesthetically and, and again, sort of the atmosphere it has. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> it's good. It's all about the atmosphere. You need to do. Um, yeah, so anyway, shout out to me. I guess I should shout out all of the people who, who reply as ever on Facebook. So thank you very much for that. And there won't be one next week because we're going to do two part two of third person games. Uh, so I'll only be posting up the next one, whatever we do the following week. So which could be RPGs or puzzle games or it could be any number of games. There's so many, so many genres to choose from. Um, and I guess sort of uh, give another, another quick shout out to Luis, who is now a married man. Yeah, so it's just. Ah, very good. Give him, yeah, well, we, t- we did give him a shout out, so we all shout yeah. him out. Uh, but yeah, we'll shout him out again for just being married. married. And he's got the picture, his nah. lovely picture on on Facebook is him on his wedding day. So, nah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so all those in Fletch Zibbit should shout him out, Dan. So shout out Dan as well. So yeah, just shout out all you guys who listen every week and send us stuff and parts. No, don't send them out. No, no. Yeah. Uh, over to you, Duke. Yeah. Uh, I will shout out IP because uh, he gave me some cookies. And uh, <laughs> anyway, um, 
Yeah, where are my other shout-outs? Here we go. I got them. PC Sharky for the Elder Scrolls Online beta key, even though Elder Scrolls themselves sent it to me like the next day or whatever. But thank you to him. Uh, and W99 offered to play Rust with me, but we never matched up. Anyway, uh, Fumu has been helping me out on Rust, even though I squandered the wood that he gave me the first time because I built on a hill and I was an idiot. Amras uh, said he loves the theme music jokes, and so we'll keep them coming. We're running out of shows, though. Uh, Zuma UK built a very tall tower in Rust, so cheers to him. And, uh, yeah, everybody who listens, thank you all so much by for the, listening. By the way, I think, I think Amras was kind of hinting because he, he's one of the co-hosts on The Gamesman, isn't he? Or is oh, he that's co- right. I, you know what? I'm, I haven't – I thought they stopped doing it, so I took no, it off. No, 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 no. They restarted now. Is it Amras? It is Amras, to... isn't it? I'm okay, sure okay. it is. I, I get the hint. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I'm almost sure it's Amras who uh, co-hosts on the on the games. I'm going to check now, just to make sure I've got my names right. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but that's that's kind of it, I guess. So uh, guess thanks it. everybody for listening as always, and see you next time, I guess. Thank you. Come again. Thank you. It is indeed Amras uh, from the Gamesman. Sweet. Very good. Yeah, so I think that was a hint. It was a hint, man. Hint, 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 hint. Play our music. Hint, hint. Hint, hint. Hint. Uh, Yeah, but you you can't play it next week because that's kind of too obvious. You've got to do it maybe in a couple of weeks when he's not Whatever. He'll totally have forgotten about it. He won't have forgotten. He'll be waiting. He'll be sat waiting. When's the moment of playing the Gamesman music? Well, he will if you say all this. I guess. But you know, he'll be he'll be waiting it out. I'll be sat there listening to the. In fact, he'll you know he'll be just like sat there in anticipation of it. Yeah, uh, right. You know, as soon as it comes out. Ooh, ooh. I kind of used to do that when I used to give you know emails to the show and like was waiting for you to shout them out. I know, I know. I've done that. I've been there. We we don't understand how powerful that is for people. By the way, by the way, I've over people's lives i sent out some emails. we own you just kidding sorry <laughs> i sent out some special emails this week Ooh, on, fr- on friday night in fact Ooh. Friday night. what was so special about them oh that i have sent an email to melissa hutchinson to ask her would you like to come on and do a follow-up uh interview so hopefully that'll happen no yeah, i'm sure she will i'm sure Fuck she off. will who is I'm this sure she will. yeah who are you email fuck you and I've also sent one to Simogo to see if they'll come on and do an interview. So we'll hopefully so, they'll again. Uh, who made Device 6 and Year Warp. Uh, so, so I've sent an email to them as well. And I'll keep my fingers crossed that they're on Skype and they're, they're up for it. Uh, but they're Norwegian, I think. So hopefully uh, they'll, 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 so, you know, they'll speak you know, great. Norwegians. Ugh. No, well, I definitely don't speak Norwegian. Uh, but they definitely all speak great English, to be fair. Yes. Uh, so hopefully we can get them on as well. So I'm going to try to line up a couple of interviews because we haven't done. Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? What was that? Simogo, who made Year Walking Device Six. All right. So, hey, uh, whatever happened to the guys from um, uh, So You're Being Hunted? Do we again? Yeah, about? no, they, they, because they're a bit nine to five ish. So I've never been able to arrange an interview. I've got him on my Skype. 
but he's just never on. He just said, look, if you ever see me around during the day, hit me up, and if I'm around, I'll do an interview with you. Right. So I kind of think next time I'm on holiday, I'll see if yeah. I can sort of catch him. Nap him up. Yeah, I'll see if I can catch him and, and do that. I should do. I should play through that, shouldn't I, and record it? You should. That's a good game as well. I think you'd kind of like it. It's kind of fun. I think Duke do would you? like that game. Indeed. I think that's a, a game Duke would like, and he's definitely oh, so hunted. Yeah, in, definitely in your survival uh, mode at the moment. I think you would I definitely. Know. Yeah, because that is a definite survival game. But it's stealth survival. I'm not. Yeah, good it's, at it's, it's more stealthy. It is definitely more stealth. Oh, I suck at stealth. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, don't get caught. You just get killed big time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Uh, and that's kind of it. I guess we better get out of here. Let's bounce. Nice bloody bounce. Let's Thanks go. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you.